Yo, my name is Mackin, and I'm here to say that I'm the best fucking rapper in the USA. Ah! Welcome to the podcast. Um, my name is Mackin. I'm uh, also known as the greatest rapper in the USA. And uh, I welcome you to Happy Sad Talk Thing. Um, this is an interview conversation type show um, where I just sit down with some really uh, high-minded, cool people and, uh, you know, just talk about the world and um, whatever else comes up, which it tends to frequently be <laughs> social anxiety, race, uh, music, <laughs> uh, comedy, um, a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of themes that are coming up throughout these things. But um, this is one of my favorite episodes because I got to talk to some friends of mine that I made uh, music with before I came to music school. And that's... Uh, it was such an interesting conversation to have. One, because I haven't seen these dudes in such a long time. And two, because most of the conversations, if not, I think all of the conversations I've had thus far on this podcast have been... Uh, either people from USC, but predominantly people from USC Thornton School of Music. Um, and so I've been in this music school-making world for a really long time. And so it was cool to get some perspectives some, from some dudes who were, like, really out there doing it, um, you know, on their own and just, like, in a completely different uh, type of environment than I am right now. Um and, yeah, I made music with these dudes in garages and, you know, dive bars <laughs> across Orange County, um, Huntington Beach and Long Beach and Santa Ana. And, I mean, Long Beach is in Orange County. <laughs> but uh, this was a fascinating conversation because it was it was validating in a lot of ways. Like, it was it was cool to see, you know. That, you know, we're all just making music <laughs> in the in a lot of the same ways. And then. Um, I don't know, just to see guys with so much heart uh, that are just, you know, loving it and doing it, it's really badass, and uh, just cool to get different perspectives on shit, you know, and I am a fan of the academic side of things, uh, not that that's all that's obviously at school, but um, it's certainly a lot of it, and then I'm also a fan of just, you know, the heart, the heart of it, the, the doing of it, the making of things, the sweating, the yelling, the... Um, Man, <laughs> um, yeah, so this is a great conversation. I'm excited to share it with y'all. I hope you guys are doing well. If you're doing well, put your hands put your hands up in the air. Uh, not if you're driving. If you listen to this while you're driving, that would be a horrible idea. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's still fucking May. I, I'll probably put this out. It'll probably be June, but I mean, wow, it's still like such a beautiful springtime. It's a beautiful time of year, you know? I've been uh, alone in my apartment, and it's been fucking unbelievably great <laughs> for my uh, general hatred of humanity. Um, no, I don't hate humanity, but I am incredibly introverted and just, I, and I just have so much social anxiety and, and living alone and I mean, I haven't had my own room in, like, a really long time. Um, or in just my own space to really spread out and decompress and, like, <sighs> just breathe, you know, and, and digest. And it's, like, really been night and day as far as, like, the amount of joy in my life. <laughs> I, I have a really incredible life, and it's it's filled with a lot of joy. And uh, But it's just, I, I guess... Uh, 
there's more equanimity these days. There's no there's more balance. There's more down to earth consistency. Um, and I think it's because I just have more time alone, more time to process, more time to re-energize. That's where I get my energy. Uh, apparently, people tell me as an introvert that that's w- what happens. So then, when I'm a- around people, I'm I'm th- I'm grateful and I I'm able to connect and be present and be fucking stoked that I'm talking to people, you know, <laughs> as opposed to like just counting the you know minutes to where I can be alone or not knowing when the next time I'm going to be able to be alone is and just being even more filled with anxiety and then, oh. but uh I've been doing a lot of yoga recently and it's been really fucking good <laughs> and it's been a mind-blowingly cool experience in a lot of ways when I first <laughs> even hearing myself say I've been doing a lot of yoga lately I'm gonna throw up in my ma- like mouth you know punch myself in the face and just be like ooh it's so cool <laughs> You know, because there's a lot of, um, I, I don't know where it comes from in me, but there's just, there's, there's this voice that I've inherited from somewhere that's just this, like, bro-y, judgmental, like, fucking pussy, you fucking bitch, <laughs> you fucking pussy bitch, you think you, you like yoga, you fruity pussy bitch, you suck. <laughs> uh, but I do like yoga, <laughs> you know, and I'm all into, like, you know, spiritual, uh, e, you know, new agey shit. <laughs> um, it's just great. It's great exercise. That's great. It's great to move. It's great to get your body out there. Um, but that's not, you know, I'm not going to talk to you about the, <laughs> the benefits of physical exercise. <laughs> you know what's great, guys? Um, 60 minutes of play a day. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, I like, so I got sick last week, and I wasn't, wasn't moving at all, and I was eating some bad food. And, like, yeah, it does a lot for your mental health to, like, eat better and, and, and exercise. We all know that. Move on, Mackin. God. Anyways, um... As I was saying about the yoga thing, um, <laughs> I so I did the first yoga in a while. Um, I've done it like a handful of times um, in my life, but I've been going. Uh, I've gone a few times in the last week. Um, in the first one, see one in this series of yoga things I was doing uh, was with these two extremely beautiful girls that invited me to go along with them. Good friends of mine. Um, but I mean, regardless of the you know the friendship and and uh, you know they're they're beautiful people, and <laughs> it's fucking Los Angeles, so there's just so many, <laughs> so many attractive people, and it's really stressful. <laughs> just walking around, looking at just like just gorgeous human beings, male and female, and you know and all gender uh, identifications and, and non-gender, just, just beautiful human beings everywhere. Um, and so that can be just fucking annoying and stressful. So anyways, so doing this yoga practice has been really fucking liberating in a way because it starts and I'm like, I don't know, it's just a great way to kind of examine all your self-consciousness <laughs> and sort of like see all of that that passes through your mind, you know, because I'm in a room <laughs> full of beautiful women and beautiful men that are just in incredible shape. <laughs> and I'm this kind of pasty guy, like kind of flabby, like <laughs> person, you know, and uh, I'm the sweatiest person ever. And this is like hot yoga, you know, and I'm just, 
<laughs> and uh, I have this like foam mat. Everyone's got these fancy mats. I don't have the right mat. I don't. Everyone has these covers on their mats. They're like catch the sweat so you don't slip. I didn't know about this. I'm sweating the most onto the mat. I'm slipping. I'm sliding. <laughs> I couldn't be more physically embarrassed. You know, like I'm. I'm in these awkward positions, like the, you know, the fat <laughs> on my stomach is like rippling together and bulging and little pools of sweat are collecting everywhere, you know? And I started the session with my shirt off and I was just like, or with my shirt on, excuse me, because I was just like, I'm going to like keep my shirt on because <laughs> that's definitely just like the type of person that I am. Um, you know, like as a kid going to pool parties and stuff, like I was maybe like, oh, maybe I won't go swimming. Maybe I'll just like hang out, <laughs> you know, I'm super embarrassed of my human body. <laughs> like a lot of people are. And, and anyway, this yoga thing has been really fucking cool to kind of be like, man, <laughs> you know, you, it's cause you, you can't really give a fuck about that. Like you're, you're so just focused on breathing that it's really great to like, and so I started with my shirt on, and then I just I soaked in sweat immediately. And that, then it's just this rag slapping me in the face. So I'm like, I have to take my shirt off. So now I'm like just just covered in sweat, slipping and sliding all, <laughs> all over the place. And just having having to laugh at myself, you know, and having to accept that it's just like, yo, man, this is you right now, you know? And there's so much presence to uh, yoga, you know, and there is – there is a lot of like meditative value to it, you know, even though it's very Western and culturally appropriated. And I'm sure we could sit here and synthesize and pick apart the reasons why it's a bunch of bullshit. But uh, it's great. I've been having a great time. <laughs> and uh, it's just interesting, yeah, to observe all this, uh, you know, and then I'll like do a posture where I like lean to the right and I'll like see some cute girl and I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> like watch myself trying to like peacock it up and be like oh, I'm gonna stand up a little straight and do a little thing you know and it's just it's just fun watching your watching your mind do all this stuff and then just like you know fa being there too long to look cool <laughs> you know impossible to look cool during doing yoga unless you're like everyone else in that class that looked really <laughs> maybe it's impossible to feel like you're looking cool or something I don't know but it, it was kind of great because it's I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable with my body, you know, <laughs> and because uh, you're yeah you're kind of forced to, and it was really great. And uh, I mean there was <laughs> not to get too gruesome, but there was just one point where I was <laughs> I like didn't have a it was uh, anyways I was just my my back fat you know I had to like I was doing like a I was like leaning back you know and we're doing kind of sit up type things. And the, the pools of sweat had collected, you know, on my foam bullshit mat. And so it was just f <laughs> it was just like this huge <gasps> farting sound, <laughs> you know, this back queef. That <laughs> fucking came out. I'm surrounded by beautiful women, two of which, like, who I know very well, <laughs> you know, and I'm just... <laughs> Oh, I was just smiling, just like, what's up, guys? Namaste. We're here. I'm loving it. <laughs> oh, do some yoga if you can, because um, it's just, it's good for, it's good to just, it's good to laugh at yourself. It's good to see how silly all those, uh, you know, vain thoughts are. You know, it's obviously, it's, it's one thing to, you want to 
feel good and and be proud of yourself um but it's just uh it's fun and it's funny to to see your mind be all like oh i'm gonna be cool (laughs) (laughs) and it's just a good reminder that 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 is so silly you know and that it's like you gotta let that go you gotta try to at least anyways um I'm going to shut the fuck up now and get to the episode. Uh, This is a really cool episode with Pierce Valenzuela and Eli Peters, uh, two incredible musician songwriter dudes from Orange County. Um, And I apologize because the audio is pretty wacky on this episode because it was like, you know, we were just sitting in this guy's loft, Pierce um, apartment thing, and uh, uh, like there was like a third mic and there was like we were all in different spots and the air conditioning was on I'm breathing really heavy and so there's some parts that are choppy I like you know apologize and stuff but uh here we go guys happy sad talk thing it's it's happening now happy sad talk thing happy sad talk happy sad talk happy sad You, hear, you got your headphones going? You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Rocking, man. Yeah. What's up, Pierce? Um, nothing much. Hey, guys. You're going to need to shut the fuck up or get the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> no worries. Do, I, do we ever kind of just be quiet? You can be quiet, but I don't think you're going to. Like, it's going to be it's gonna be a tough feat for an hour and, and <laughs> 10 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. It's all some, it's something like that. <laughs> Yeah, we're totally podcasting. You're on the podcast right now. You know know how this would be. Yeah, you're totally on the podcast. You want to shout something out? Yeah, shout something out before you leave. (laughs) I just apologize to everybody in this room right now, you know, (laughs) for how weird it's about to get. Uh, Shout out to, uh, you know, the sleazy synth style from, uh, you know, Long Beach, you know, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog. Eli, man, dude, I wish I had another mic. I'm so, I got so many questions to ask you, Eli. Eli. Last time I saw you, you had short hair. Did I? You know, yeah. We were hanging out with Drew Andrew in garages, yeah, no, he's playing bluegrass yeah, at a punk show. I, it's, it's hard to hard to get a hold of that guy. He's a he's a he's an elusive beast. I really only knew him for like the two weeks that we were all playing. Really? Yeah. yeah he's a close friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. It played a big part in, uh, you know, getting into folk music and you know. Hold your shit, bitch. He he uh he introduced me to the Grateful Dead and all really? that, and from there I found you know Mother McCree, Sucktown, Jug Champions, and all that, and yeah. then I guess it. I guess that's that's where it really started. You know, that's where if if I if probably if I'd never met him, I wouldn't have jumped into the into music the way I did. And, really, and have been doing for the past four years. Fuck, man! But I, you were already five. like playing some real rootsy, badass like harmonica stuff and banjo stuff. Like, where did that come from? Or was that all from Drew? It just like I came later. No, um, the inclination in playing was was a. Uh, more or less that that was sorry my Pierce, own, i promise i want to talk to you later <laughs> <laughs> the inclination in playing was uh more or less my own my grandfather was a flat picker and okay yeah he, uh, he played the harmonica but he played colonial harp and uh just the just the uh the the style of writing i mean you were familiar with drew's style of writing yeah very a b a b kind of writing fucking that's i love that shit and he really pushed me into it yeah 
Yeah. yeah. He made me an ABAB slut, if I can <laughs> say that at the least. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I mean, when you popped in, we were all, you know, fascinated with you. Maybe really? Fascinated. Man, I just, I had met, like, actual people that were interested in, like, really playing music up until that point, you know? Like, I had been playing with just, like, Ho- after school hobbyists, you know. Yeah, yeah, we were all we were all we were all babies, right? <laughs> yeah, I was seventeen or some shit. Yeah. And like, I don't. I just like stumbled upon you guys, and then like found this semi like scene happening, you know, with people that were like actually <laughs> wanted to play music in Orange County, which I didn't think existed. I just thought everyone like, oh, it still hardly does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, was, uh, like, look at this. You know, you guys. I, I mean, I only see stuff on Instagram, but it seems like. There's, like, a scene happening, and you guys are, like, playing, you know, badass roots, Americana-type music, like, whether it's at the Wayfair or the Cave or whatever. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Get that third mic on. This is weird hearing my voice through a microphone with headphones on. This is tripping me out. Let me pause real quick. Dude, this is crazy. Good call, Pierce. Sweet. I think you're... Let me turn you down a little bit. But it's funny, you actually popped in when we were doing bottle cap catastrophe you yeah popped in and I, I, great at band the, name. at the last dying breath how long had that been going on um only about you know only a shit i think six months and that wasn't even cons- not even playing every two weeks <laughs> damn yeah drew had a you know like you know, he was really uh, invested in school, and he had a chick, and, you know, his right. parents were kind of freaked out by me, because, you know, if I <laughs> smoking and drinking, this guy, you know, older than, you know, older than my kid, you know, I don't want to get into that. Not rock and roll, just my habits, that, you know, and I never asked him to be his. Totally. But he, uh, he got real fed up with it after a while, and I guess, fucking, you know, he just didn't want to play music anymore, he just wanted to stop playing, and he did. He has Really? Been, yeah, he doesn't Damn. play music anymore. What? And That's why he lives up in Humboldt. Shit. Yeah, he, he doesn't play music anymore. So you popped in at a really good time. Really glad I met you. But likewise, the, the last dying breath of you know of what we were doing there, and that's actually in that was playing harp through a microphone too. Like yeah. If, and <laughs> I have a setup. Uh, I have preferences now. I'm very strict yeah. about my sound now. Fuck because, yeah. You know and. The guy, you know, I didn't have microphones. I didn't have any money to get microphones. I wasn't working. He gave me a microphone. We played it like Aosa. We met Eric from the Messengers and yeah. all this stuff. And, you know, it's just, yeah, Drew is a huge part in me playing music today. And I still think about him almost every day. <laughs> That's crazy. It's, it's crazy to me, like, that someone with his head that wrapped around, like, making music like he was to hear that he's not doing it at all anymore. Like, that was not that long ago, you know? Yeah, I talked to uh, Melissa, who's a his chick back then, and right. still is chick now. But yeah, she was saying like you know, she, you know, she talks about all of us. She's she's you know she she mentioned Pat the other day. Oh and, my god! And dude. Drew still keeps up with Pat, you know, and damn, like just funny stuff like that. See, Drew know. is like a friend of a friend of a friend. So like, I really like. It's not like oh, like I met Drew at a thing. Like yeah, I barely knew that guy. You know, and yeah. then. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, as far as it goes, like, we're all <laughs> now in, uh, as far as, you know, folk, folk goes, I mean, you know, we've, we've written a couple songs together and stuff and, Hell yeah. and we're all a huge influence on each other and it's awesome because you see it reflect, you see, you yeah. see, uh, little things that, rem- you know, remind you of, you know, someone else or, 
yourself and other people's and and your buddies' songs. We sit around and fuck yeah, and write them, and they and they pop out, and it's great because there's a our friend, a dear friend of ours, Corey Kaiser, um, who had this little shindig going called uh, Mansion Family. You know, Mansion Family Studios. They played in a band called mm. Charles Mansion, but we'll get into that later. But <laughs> he, uh, it, and uh, this song we were talking about, you said you wanted to record a song, and uh, yeah, immediately I'm like, I'm like Keaton, Keaton, dude, Keaton, dude, Keaton, because I fucking love that song. It's got a huge. Uh, it just reminds me of one of the country he, country guys that Corey's always you know showing us like all the time. Yeah, and it's just it's just like it's a huge. It's like it's just a huge thing. It's like that's and it's not you know the teaching of it but it's the personality and that song reminds me of Corey for some reason i don't know why it does <laughs> yeah. but there's a lot of things that remind me about Corey. <laughs> but yeah uh it's crazy how music works that way and thank you eli obviously it's like you uh you look at the person next to you who's usually your, your friend if you guys are making music in the same area and you're just in awe of their songwriting i mean you know did sweet tea and pink lemonade fucking love that song it's like the best song of all time sweet tea and pink lemonade it's the eli original i beg him to play it every single time we're both too drunk you know so but yeah it's it's funny how that works i'm i'm glad that other people think my songs are better than i think they are i don't want to get down on myself like my songs are good you know but uh but you know i worship some people's other songs and i'm now that i'm writing a little bit more i i kind of get that same uh um Ad- admirance? What, what is the word? Admiration. <laughs> admiration. Admiration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other people have admiration. Yeah, yeah. They, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they, they admire the song that I've written. I've literally had people tell me that, which Fuck is yeah. just like, uh, which is fucking nice. I mean, that's it's literally the best about. thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. Having a the best thing in the world. You know, having songs. people that inspire you. You know, I like I, I moved up to LA to find it. Like, um, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't know you guys. <laughs> I didn't know you, you guys were here. Oh, you cool Anna. fuckers! Yeah, and then I moved, and I was like, "Wait, those guys were sick." Like, <laughs> could you tell me a little bit about that? Oh yeah, I, I um, yeah, I go to music school up in LA. Uh, this like songwriting program at this place called Thornton School of Music, and I just like it's very competitive. I think he's kind of undercutting it, like it's, what's what it's, he actually does there. I mean, there's a, no trust me. I know how he plays. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of it's just a place, and like for me, it's the first time I. I had like a group of people all trying to do the same thing, just like write songs and, and be in bands. And I mean, you know, being a kid in middle school that was just so desperate to play music and, you know, watching YouTube interviews of people talk about like a, any scene of some kind, like, and just finally having like, oh, like, you know, dude, Brian's playing a show like at the Pink House or like, you know, this guy's playing on this guy's record. And so it was the first time for me having like, a cohort of people that are all writing songs and like yeah where they pop up yeah you know, and when you're I, you know at my high school no one was doing it so like i was a big fish in a small pond and i was like i just need to find a bigger pond and then i was just definitely like the shittiest person there and like hopefully i'm not the shittiest anymore <laughs> <laughs> but just yeah just trying to find people to like you know make records with and stuff like that if yeah. you were the shittiest person there we'd all be fucked going <laughs> to school <then>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, it's yeah, music schools. Sure. Like, I, I, I'm, like, dorky about the academic side of it, like, theory and all that junk, you know? And so I, I dig that side. Yeah, but, that's uh, awesome, man. At the end of the day, it's just, like, having a place to, and me and Pierce were talking about this a second ago, like, having a place to fail, like, a safe space where you can fuck up. <laughs> whether that's a residency or whether that's, yeah, like, that's you know, 
a songwriting class or something, a place where you can oh yeah, no, go out on a limb, you know, and then find like if if the first time you have to try something out is like the one show that you have the that year, you're probably not going to be as ambitious as you would be if you have a show next Monday and you're like fuck it, <laughs> you know, and then you nail something and you're like, or you fall on your face and you switch it and the next time you nail it and then. Yeah. You find a new element of yourself or whatever. Well, you're bound to succeed eventually. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, keep on well, failing every week. You just throw, <laughs> okay, yeah. third, time, third time's a charm, I guess, right? You throw yeah. ten darts at the wall, you know? One of them will, <laughs> <laughs> one of them will hit. <laughs> don't make, okay, make the number like three. Like, don't make it ten. I don't, don't want to fuck up ten right. times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have the patience for ten. Dude, I'll blow it three times. I'm yeah. not trying to pull it. Okay, this is the tenth time. We're bound to get it. Statistically speaking, <laughs> I'm I'm bound to do this right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's 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 important for people to recognize that because it's easy to see people's like successful music careers and just like oh they emerged like totally nailing it and like no I mean look at nope. Sturgill Simpson where he's come in the past yeah what what has it been fucking four years and he's it, it, it's the the past four years people are hearing about it, you know and he just played yeah. he just played you know shitty fucking dives and yeah you know he was playing for bikers and, and, yeah. and moms now he's playing four nights in a row at the ryman and yeah. he's playing all over the world and he has number one album on itunes and he's <laughs> and that album just, just bit, is yeah great yeah it's the best like concept album it's like my favorite concept album probably because it's just country Damn. and modern and cutting it's edge sailor's guide to earth yeah. Fuck! I gotta hear it. Guy, dude, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I just heard I heard it, his interview on Joe Rogan actually yeah, speaking of podcasts. Oh yeah, and I heard that Meta Modern Sounds record, and I was just like, I think he was playing at the Troubadour. I missed it, but I was like so bummed to, to get to see. Playing it. at the Troubadour. When did that happen? That was a while back. Right? It was right when that record came out. Oh yeah, I, whatever I that, that. Was then, that like yeah. 2013 or some shit? I didn't I didn't get into him until just like after that, but yeah. no. And then and then everybody started floating this name around Sturgill Simpson. This. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Sturgill Simpson that. Look at this dude, Sturgill Simpson, yeah. taking a picture with goddamn Merle motherfucking Haggard. <laughs> and I'm like, who Rest is Sturgill Simpson? You know, who is this guy? And I checked and I was like, oh, like, okay. Like, I can see why yeah. Merle liked him. <laughs> He's really yeah. ripped. He's crazy. He's a magnificent songwriter. You know, and like like, like you said, that's that's one of the best concept albums you know, I've heard, and yeah. and you know, it's a, it's a everything plot. just flows into each other. You have all of these. Damn. What are they called? You're, you're the you're the school guy. Like the passing <laughs> the passing notes. You know, like at the at the very end of a song, they'll hit that they'll hit that note, and then it'll shift into that next key perfectly, mm. and it's just all it's all rhythmic, and there's there's a concept to it all. You know, yeah. there's there's like a, a bell that that chimes in in tune with with the rest of the song that you had just heard, yeah. and then it immediately leads into the other one. You know, whether it be like a slow like um, swell on a pedal steel yeah. coming in, or like yeah. something, it just it's always something, and the whole album is a, fluid and consistent. Yeah, and and uh, I think you're talking about the major lifts i don't and know what the hell i'm talking just, about i'm yeah. not a school guy it's great yeah, father john misty does a really good job of utilizing yeah. those too that record is sequenced super well yeah yeah it's it's awesome we actually got the chance to see father john yeah at uh um in the uh in the observatory oh fuck i think i was there man really yeah <laughs> that uh killer what? show he, he played the night before there, I think, too, yeah. when I went. So I don't know if he went the first or second, but it was great. Yeah, I saw him when he was here. I forget which night. I went to both nights, so I was there, bro. <laughs> well, oh, dude, I wish I would have known. <laughs> of course you were there. You went the night before? Yeah, I went to both of them. Yeah. For sure, dude. I've seen him a bunch sure. of times, man. <laughs> He's the dude. 
Uh, the thing that bother, bothers me about like Father John Misty shows though is nothing to do with Father John Misty. It's just there's, there's always some like a group of like I've seen him three or four times, and there's always a group of like really drunk white girls that are just like annoyingly shouting every lyric, you know? And it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, man, I mean, that's like uh, that's just that concerts. Gets, yeah, <laughs> and then you that wonder gets like into the problem of where you are because <laughs> I feel like with LA, yeah. everybody's gonna be wearing their leather jackets and all their zippers. They're not gonna <sighs> say shit. And nobody's gonna move to the music. Yeah, fold their arms. Beach, in in Long Beach, I feel like they're uh, uh, they're gonna you know be like falsely you know shouting the lyrics, but they, they, you know, but but actually having honestly out of the three L A Long Beach and you know over here and you know Costa Mesa and all that stuff. I feel yeah. like Long Beach has the most fun, but Co- but Costa Mesa is just like I want to be seen saying this lyric and there's yeah. a different check in at the constellation room. There's on a Facebook. different aesthetic for every audience, you know. And yeah. In, in in different cities, you notice different, like, there's always a typecast immediately that you catch on to. Because yeah. over here, we're the frittata banana maws. Like, <laughs> like I fucking love Father John Mistay. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I feel like there's actually a stronger devotion in Los Angeles. It's a more musically active city. And, I mean, for God's sake, you know. There's plenty of that in L.A., though. Like, I saw him in L.A. and down oh, here. Na- oh, There's naturally. So it's, it's, yeah. everywhere. it's everywhere. Everything that I fear that I am, I see in those people, and I'm like, damn it, I, I'm one of them. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, it's just like, it just ruins, like, I'm all for singing along, you know? There's certain moments where it's like, yeah, this is folk music. This is this is inclusive. Like, we're all going to oh, be a part of this, seen, you know? You should have seen me last night. <laughs> <laughs> but there are certain times where it, like, ruins the dynamic, and it's almost about the person trying to prove how big of a fan they are by, okay, like, dude, we all know the fucking record. We're all here. Here, like, <laughs> shut the fuck. What it's like? You're waiting for someone to be like, "Hey, you're the best Father John Misty fan. Congratulations!" <laughs> it's like we should all- we should walk out of, <laughs> around the concerts with awards, yeah. or ribbons. Whoa! Did you see that guy singing every lyric? Number Congratulations to we'll you. Just, we'll just make them generic, like number one fans, <laughs> and we'll like get a hundred of them printed out yeah. and then give them away to our favorite er, horrible people God, at concerts. You know, God little, forbid little he wants ribbons. to. Yeah, God forbid Father John Misty wants to take a, a pause that's longer than the record before the entire crowd shouts like, "I went to the." And everyone just shouts yeah. it before he can like take a dramatic pause. And yeah. I think the worst case I saw of it, I saw um, you guys know the band Andrew Jackson Jihad, yeah, folk punk band. Yeah, those poor fucking guys, man. They can't even. Everyone is shouting every single lyric, and like in between songs, they're just like play, like white face and black eyes, like and those poor guys. Like I, he was like, I'm so sorry. Like we're not gonna play that song. Like we have a set. Like. The flavor that Andrew Jackson Jihad, the re- I think the reason that is, and that's exactly what I was talking about with the crowd and there being a like a general typecast. Immediately you see it, and it's just right there. And there's this aesthetic to you know, yeah. you know who's going to be screaming the lyrics and who isn't. Like you, you, they don't, you don't have to see. You, you just get up there and you know. Yeah. And those are those are all pop punk fans too. A lot of people who like pop punk like you know when they get into the soft breakdowns. In that genre, you know, I have a buddy who listens to it, but I've I've noticed like all my friends that I'm like, God, you don't get like you don't get to play records in my house anymore. For one, <laughs> you don't like like don't. I swear to God, if I see a blue and white album, I'm gonna fucking take a bite out of it, you know. But it's like, you know, on their birthdays, I let them play their own music. But when I see, uh, you know, all all my friends who like the story so far, thank you. They uh they all love. Fucking batshit crazy for Andrew Jackson Jihad. Yeah. And the story so far is like, 
before you twist your tongue. You know, and they love to go off. Yeah. When that comes on, all my friends who do that literally do the fist pump and, like, point at nothing and scream those lyrics. Oh, and then yeah. it's like, I can imagine those guys at an, an, a, a, a fucking guitar <laughs> and, a, and a bull, a double bass. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, no, I can imagine they don't, they don't get a, you know. They don't give a rest. They have to play the records exactly like the records are. There's going to be a riot or something, you know? <laughs> like, people are holding them to that. And it's a bummer. Like, obviously, that's amazing that people, like, uh, have such a deep relationship with that music. And, like, I, I noticed, I saw I saw Nutrimokotel at the um, observatory. No way. Yeah, man. That was some holy shit. Yeah. That was some holy. That guy. That was, was a like, holy moment. Our buddy Corey was over there. And he saw him randomly somewhere. But yeah, no. It's a similar thing though, where people are like, like that was a one concert where I was like, I don't want to sing anything. This is this is church right now. I just want to yeah, exactly. witness Jeff Mangum, you know. And people are like, ah, I know all the words, and like, kind of. It, obviously, that's amazing that people like something and they have this really deep relationship with it. Yeah. As I mean, that band is like either you're the biggest fan of all time or you're you're not into it. You or, know. Yeah, exactly. It is one one side or the other, and I and. Uh, when when you when you saw them was it the no the no ca- no pictures no policy? cell phones no picture policy yeah which was fu- kind of awesome. fucking cool no finally <laughs> fuck it's like they, they're like no like like honestly like like go go ahead with all this like that's fine yeah that's all you, you saw know, and it kind of forced everyone to be present and it was like fascinating you know but yeah. it, it was just and I'm sure I've been guilty of this a bunch of times but there's so many people just taking away from other people's experiences by shouting along or like you know i don't know i'm I mean, it's it, it's the one thing like lately i've been kind of like I, i'm starting to turn into like a curmudgeon or something at concerts where it's just if there's just people being rowdy or something next to me i'm like go fuck yourselves i like mean it'll, it'll turn it'll, it, it, you know and, and, you know it'll be one it'll dad be, mackin i've become late a dad. dad mackin <laughs> like really I, late dad mackin yeah. like you know he's already seen his kids grow up and he's like he knows how shitty they can be and he's tired of these kids at these concerts dad mackin with their ripped off t-shirts and their, their doobies <laughs> and their doobies and their goddamn tattoos Shut back in my at work in the morning <laughs> i walked 10 miles to get a doobie no but that's kind of like the age-old thing i mean i don't know speaking you know speaking as someone who has i don't want to say no fans but like you know like our band is relatively new we're gaining fans that's my my facebook friends is the audience you know yeah well exactly (laughs) i mean like (laughs) when you really think about it like there was this guy at the show last night and he's like more violin. She's fucking hot. Whatever he was saying, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, was, "Yeah, more violin." Was, and, I, and I was like, "I talked to that, that guy." Oh, he was, was Joe. He was nice. <laughs> he was a nice guy. He he loved me. This is kind of the hey, the Joe. whole thing that I'm getting to is like, as lame as that guy's actions kind of were, and like what he was doing, like I will okay. take that fan any day. True, because his intention is like love and support. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, yeah, I'll take that fan any Whatever day. I'd like to think everybody else still thinks that way. Imagine dragons as many. <laughs> fucking mindless fans. I don't know. Yeah, I, those I'll guys are that. probably so nice, but goddamn, <laughs> radioactive. That song's horrible. There's, there's like a theory. There's a there's like a theory in like why like um ah uh, fuck if I I don't remember who told me this, but there's there's you do it for that one person in the room who gives a shit. 
you know, yeah. wherever you're playing, you could be playing for a thousand people and everyone would be like, you know, fuck off, you know, go eat some shit. Your band sucks. But there's that <laughs> one person who, who just digs it, man. Dude, well, that's how I felt last yeah. night, you know, the Monday Night Residency. We, t- Jerry and the rest, we played. And there were, you know, the I've seen that bar sold out, the Wayfarer down in Costa Mesa. I've seen it completely sold out. Yeah. But the whole point was, like, once I started playing music, like, the people on the floor actually, like, grew exponentially. I'm talking by, like, 2,000%. Like, everybody came <laughs> over to watch, you know? Yeah. If there was one person there in the beginning, there was 20 at the and end. And we were those guys sing, shouting the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Was, and, of course, and Eli was, Fuck yeah. like, Eli my bad. My bad. I didn't know. <laughs> Good thing you weren't there. No. <laughs> it's beautiful, though, because, you know, they they were in key. <laughs> so right, <yeah. laughs> It's great. That's always the best when you have musical friends to sing harmonies. Well, it's, when, yeah. it's when you see this song. It's it's like, it's I don't know. I refer, I refer to songs as, like, children. They're like babies. Mm. They're children, and they grow. They grow. And, and and I love using that word exponentially. They, they grow exponentially. And it's, they you, you hear your buddy fucking around. At one point, and then he turns it into a song that you fucking love, and yeah. it's just like, like that growth, and that's you know, it's like, and it it takes a lot of time, takes devotion, and when it's done right, it's done really well, and then you know you have something to where you're like, I fucking, rem-. I I remember I remember hearing Keaton for the first time. <clears throat> At Corey's place, and I was like, "What? What is that? What is that?" I was like, "You got to show me that." And then, like, I wanted to keep playing it, but they're like practicing. I'm like, "No, keep keep playing that one." <laughs> they like moved on to something yeah. else, and I didn't get. It. I was like, "No, go back to that." And then after, I was like, "Like, show me how to play Keaton. Like, show me show me that song. Yeah. Show me that song. Show me that song." And I felt like I was bugging him, you know. And then you yeah. know, the other day we're over here and messing around with it, and it's just it's just fun. And it's just yeah. it's a it's hardy. The only word I have for it is a hearty fucking song, you know? And it's just good. It fills you up. If like it's just a good one. Fills you up. Mm-mm. It's just it's just amazing <laughs> watching that growth. Yeah. So there's definitely. like the growth of songs, there's the growth of your, you know, you know, friends supporting you, but there's a growth of your following something you know, whatever it is you're contributing, somebody wants it. You know, and they yeah. show up. It's great. Yeah, and and then you got to ask yourself at the end of the day, you're like, what am I really doing this for? You know, like, am I doing it to have like a lot of Instagram followers? <laughs> you always got to do it for that one cat who gives a shit. You yeah, because that was me. You know, when I was twelve, you know, <laughs> or whatever, you know, <laughs> or now still, you know, not. I was a lot cooler when I was twelve as far as me liking stuff. Now I have all these opinions, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, on it, like it, it lives and dies. Like, I mean, like, what I admire so much about you guys is just like, there's just this really genuine passion just for m- making stuff, you know, and like showing it to each other. And like, <coughs> honestly, anything else is just like, it's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you start living in like, man, I want to get X amount of plays on SoundCloud. Like, it's it's great to have ambition or whatever, and and to want to further your music career to a place where you can like continue to make music and that's righteous but i mean at the end of the day it's still going to be like uh you know those four dudes i really look up to i want to blow their minds with a song because they kick my ass yeah that's totally (laughs) true exactly and that's what it's about it's it's a little it's a little pissing contest in a way yeah but it's it's so uh there it's it's like i don't even want to say sportsmanship because like it's not fucking football. I don't know. It's like comparing yeah. like I look up I look up to my friends as songwriters because that's how they express their heart 
and I'm not very good at doing that sometimes, right? So yeah. I can't do it in words, you know. I get fucked up, and I, like, punch my best friends in the face and shit. But then I, <laughs> then I play these little feathery love songs, and it's like, you know. That you wrote for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the time, dude. Yeah. I got like seven about you, dude. I know. I know you have some in the closet somewhere. I hope you sing them immediately after you punch them in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's just like it's like you know, like you you know, you get your favorite strap and you, you know, fuck, put your guitar on, fuck, punch your buddy, and then start, you know, playing a, a little uh, Earth Angel rip yeah. off. Make notes. him cry from pain and from beauty in, yeah. in the same. But that's that's um, with with Rory especially. Uh, just the way he, because uh, he works with um, one of you know another one of my best friends, a father figure, a brother to me, and uh, he's on a hero. He, you know, that's the guy who taught me how to play harmonica. Is this guy uh, Bradley Andrew Hemenover? Yeah, the band's and name is Creatures Choir, by the way. Look, look the shit out of them. Up uh, there, I don't know what I the can, fuck I, I just <laughs> said. Look the shit out of them. Look, look, look the look shit up, out of look them. Up, look up the shit out of them. Look up the shit out of them. Look, look up that shit. <laughs> I can, I can finally get I something out of them. Finally, safely say, uh, you know. Oh, look! Check out my band, Creatures Choir. Yeah, like, yeah, you're on the record, Eli. I, I know. Whatever, bro. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's fucking great. We all know <laughs> you're the best harmonica player <laughs> slash everything else of all time. I'm saying it condescending, but you know, you know it's true. So I don't know. I don't know what I'll say. I mean by that. I don't, I don't know. What, I don't it's know the what, truth. I don't know what you're doing right now. I think I, I, all I know is you're just you're coming on to me. But, um, <laughs> sing him sure a love song. Now's the time. But but the way Bradley and uh, Rory write these songs, because Bradley's a, a wonderful poet. The things he writes for, you know, you know, his son, his newborn son, you know, his wife, the things, you know, he deals with in his day to day life and then immediately can, you know, show that feeling the way it, you know, just that the way that passes through him, <coughs> yeah. the way he looks at everything and he writes it down and he's got this little notebook and he's always showing me, you know, poems out of this notebook. And then I, I notice when he's flipping through trying to find something like about like a sandwich he had last week and how I just bummed him out, you know, like <laughs> I'll see creature squire lyrics. And I asked him one time, this is a long time ago. Uh, I asked him, I, I didn't know he was, he was writing. He's the drummer, but he writes the lyrics with Rory. They get song concepts and, uh, they write the songs together and it's the way that they do this and that it works so well together. And then the structure of these songs and how fucking weird it is. But there's so much love in all of them. And hearing that is just, and I, you know, and that's like, you know, the guys you look up to, especially like fucking, you live with Rory, you know? It's it's crazy. It's crazy. He's just... It's crazy living with Rory. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm sure he's a huge pain in the ass sometimes, too. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm but, talking about. No, I'm just, just adding, <laughs> I'm just adding that just, in. Because just I, like, I, I just spent the last three days in a row with yeah. him, and he's been fucking with me nonstop. I don't <laughs> yeah. know how you do it. He's so sarcastic, and it's like I'm, I, I can never tell when he's fucking with me. And, and, and my drummer, I can never tell when he's fucking with me. You know, H Henry, I can, never, I can never tell when he's fucking with me. And him and Rory were both doing it last night. And they're starting off really serious about something and then talking about, like, hard-boiled eggs. I'm like, <laughs> like, Sounds I, like this podcast. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were fucking with me. But just that, the way they do that that expression, that the way they show this is what I, it's a song. If that's the way you write, you could write a 
song that's joking. It's satirical. It's, but the way these fucking guys write songs and they make them very, it's a display. It's putting their their souls on display. This is what I'm fucking made of. Yeah. It's fascinating. That's like so inspiring to know people like that that are that are just like clearly in love with the process, you know. And like, L.A. is such an industry town that there's so many people like movers and shakers. And I w- I would imagine there's really so much would. networking, quote unquote, happening <clears throat> that it's just like makes you want to throw up in your mouth at the end of the day, you know. And so just knowing people like that that are just like trying to put their heart on the on the page. <laughs> I went to L.A. once uh, last year. Uh, my ex girlfriend. Uh, you know, had a bunch of friends out there when we went to a house. I met like, I met like fifty producers that night. Everyone's a producer. By the end of the night, dude, I had the biggest smile on my face because <laughs> it was like, it was like, hey, what's your story? You know, and like, and oh, I'm a producer. I'm just like, yeah. I knew it. I, I think knew it's it. the equivalent of like screenwriter in the film world. Like everyone's working <laughs> on a screenplay. <laughs> no one like has any fucking scripts they could send you. I know, and you hurt for them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're like, <laughs> me too, dude. man. I also write screenplays. Dude, well, with <laughs> voice, one right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With voice memos on your iPhone, I mean, everyone's a producer. <laughs> yes. Really, though. Cheers. I mean, like, look Cheers what I did. It's yeah. lo-fi. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not to say that I don't know, like, I'm, I'm genuine artists up in L.A. I'm like, uh, like amazing, super oh, cool. Well, cats. yeah. There's lots. Of, like, oh, just to speak of Shaky Graves. Shaky Graves. See in there? L.A., dude. He's in fucking Chinatown, dude. Fuck he him. In Chinatown. Fucking All right. One, dick. one that the podcast <laughs> listeners I know, might not like, know why is are you so uh, good? Aaron Embry. Aaron Embry yeah. is an is he amazing an LA, LA. Yeah, he's from Ojai, but he's just always playing in LA. He's LA for sure. And Damn like, man, that Tiny Prayers record that you crit. showed me blew my mind. Like that's one of my favorite that's records. A, yeah, Tiny Prayers yeah, is unbelievable. That's on. That's yeah. Sorry, I don't understand sorry. that record. Just like production wise, sounds so sonically different than any other like folk <laughs> record that I've heard in the last. I don't know what the hell whatever. he did. He's just magical. Is what it comes down to. That, that guy's like, magical. I've seen you know, it a few times. Cascady piano thing on Raven Song is just like what yeah, the fuck. Raven like Song the, is unbelievable. Like the ascending, descending thing. Yeah, right? dude. In a, in a minute and a half, is just it's a perfect song. You yeah. Know? <laughs> That's hard to do to have one that short that that hits. Yeah, like, it's just like I don't need to say anything else. That's almost like you know. Yeah. There's there's bands like Minor Threat that can do that too, but in a totally different context. And like, exactly. <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, you I, you you started putting out, and I hadn't I hadn't seen you, heard of you in so long, and I saw that you were putting out um, little demos on um, SoundCloud, right? Yeah, man, putting some music out. Yeah, you know? I played like an indie rock band, and we did like an EP. Um, I mean, demos, EP. I feel like EP is just the new word for demo. <laughs> like, yeah, like what, like five, five? Yeah, it's just like four five, to five songs. Five songs. Um, but then I do, I do like folk stuff myself as well. <laughs> it's like me and the acoustic guitar, and okay. one of them um, is like more produced. It's a little poppier. Like, there's like you know synths and shit on it, and then one is just like. I went into a studio for the day. It's this place called New Monkey Studios up in LA. It's where Elliot Smith did like. Some of his like uh, stuff for from a basement on the hill, like because he's a Portland dude, and then went to New York to do uh, I think XO, and then came to LA to do Figure Eight, and then like died in the process of making from a basement on the hill. Is it close to the Figure hmm. Eight mural? 
It's pretty close. Really? I think it's in the valley, and that's like more Hollywood, Silver Lake area. Yeah, it is. But that's like, um, sure. <laughs> sunset or something like that. But yeah, they, they, I mean that that studio, you can just like rent it out. And like, I went in there, and I was just like, I, d- I wonder if Elliot Smith played that piano. And I just like recorded three or four of my songs because wow. my friends like assistant engineering there, and uh, <laughs> yeah, just trying to put it out there. And like, I don't know. I know so many people that are so precious about working on their stuff, and then they don't ever let it go and put it out there you know and that's just such an important part of growing as an artist is like letting it go and and seeing what connects with people and what doesn't and like honestly like trying to make more fans than just like my facebook friends you know and so i'm trying to hit the road this summer and like you know it's it's trying to hit the road alone yeah (laughs) really yeah that's badass man (laughs) what uh no no i mean i dude you'll like you'll make it all the way and not and not be hungry dude. you can play for tips and not be hungry all the way i'm through. trying man i'm trying to easy book shows and just send emails and be like please but that's it makes it, it makes a difference when you let me know <laughs> <laughs> dude fuck yeah like it just <laughs> it makes it easier when you like uh you know have recordings to show people they're yeah. like more inclined to book you yeah it's like, uh, that's like uh, the rather musicians. than just saying please yeah, dude i can sell some faith <laughs> like i can sell some faith pretty you know, well that's that's the musician's business card is having a you know like a copy of something to hand over and a hard yeah. copy at that a hard copy too yeah, yeah. i was just like or, ordering some dude, I, you I know, I, I'm, I'm gonna i'm putting out this like new like a uh, rap album on floppy disks dude <laughs> I'd be like, dude, fucking shove that in your hard drive. <laughs> That's wow. the name of it. <laughs> You're going to hit a huge market with those floppy disks. Nobody's done that in forever, dude. What a cool media. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lead single. It's called What a Cool Media. I'm, I'm doing floppy disks and eight tracks. So watch out, kids. <laughs> but yeah, man, I've been I've been trying to put some stuff out there. Um, yeah. What have you been up to, Eli? I've been, I see your one-man bandit on Instagram and like... Playing uh, around, yeah. Everything that didn't fit from Bottle Cap <laughs> Catastrophe, I ended up putting in the vault for a little while, and then you know ended up uh, running into Adam, Mister. Uh, we call him Bass Master Dit. I want to <laughs> see you guys like duel. That would be uh, n- amazing. <laughs> that would be like the coolest fucking bass ever. Or he could just like teach me some. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how well he can teach on psychedelics. Yeah. But. <laughs> be the funniest duel. Like I, I pause the duel just he's to like, like write some he... stuff down. No, <laughs> like, just, no, like, no. I'm talking about him, yeah. not you. He'll look over yeah. and ask and ask ask me why a unicorn is holding a bass guitar. You know. <laughs> Does <laughs> he do bass guitar mostly or up? Right or both back and forth. He does. Uh, yeah, he plays. A, he has this beautiful guild starfire hollow body. Oh. But uh, yeah, this beautiful maroon cherry and but uh, that and you know every you know and every fucking decent bass player has a fucking P bass. You know, whatever <laughs> fucking bass players always go P bass. You know, <laughs> but it's, he, uh, you know his it's butter. It's his, a valid sound. His buddy gave him a. Uh, what was it? A Christopher and Sons from Chicago. Nice. Uh, um, I call it a bull fiddle, but you know, a double bass. You know, upright. Yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, Rory just got from our buddy Billy owns uh, Beach Music down in Sunset. You should go check that place out. It's great. Fuck yeah. Um, an Epiphone Triumph. I think it's a 1953. Mm-hmm. And that and Rory plays bass and Jerry and the rest. Oh, nice. And he's you know the lead singer and guitar player in Creatures Choir and you know. I'm gonna steal him from this guy at certain points <laughs> after a little while, but yeah, no, it's just uh, you know, just uh, 
all the uh, recycled songs from Bottle Cap. Yeah. That I'm playing with Adam, and he's got a and he's got a stand up and everything, and That's it's a uh, whatever I can you know you know I I learned guitar from uh, this one cat we know, another you know like you know mentor father <laughs> figure, uh, Vinny. Yeah. And he does the uh, the Travis bounce, the ragtime bounce. You know that shit that Jerry Garcia liked. Yeah. In yeah, ragtime. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, he taught me, you know, everything he could and, like, you know, slapped me on the ass and said, run with it, you know? <laughs> and That's what it's all about. Yeah. And it's just, it's just that. It's just the uh, old songs mixed with, uh, you know, a ragtime style at this point. So just, just folk music, man. That's, I mean, that, that's where my heart is, but I've been really busy right. learning all my parts for Creatures Choir and yeah, we, uh, I played, you know, guitar and harp for our other band, uh, Professor Colombo. Right, Eric. Yeah. yeah, and you know it's like funny how like all our bands are kind of made up of all the same people. We're uh, we're all of each other's own wrecking crew. Yeah, like that's what it's all about, man. <coughs> and it's good to have that in a friend because when it's a stranger, you're either gonna slap somebody or get slapped at one point or another. Yeah, well, just I mean, all that Motown shit, like Funk Brothers. You know, those were all the same dudes, and there was like a scene, and there was like you know a family, and <laughs> there was people playing each other's records, and like. Yeah, it's, dude, it's beautiful we're, shit. We're one big, we're one big, fucked up family <laughs> of idiots. It's great. Yeah, who just who just want to jam all the time, and it's like there's nothing I'd rather be doing. <laughs> I met I met Pierce because like I was my sister, who's like a couple years older than me, went to modern day high school and like met some friends of a friend or something through water polo or something random, and like some of the guys from Fat Reggae Dub were there. Oh, like and Brad, Janelle, yeah. and Roman, and yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, just keep on name-dropping all these bands. It's <laughs> hilarious. I can't wait to listen back to this and hear all these <laughs> band names. Well, I just like, and they were like, yo, we we're need a bass it. player. Or no, they, they needed a keyboard player, because we were all jamming that night, and like the only instrument left, because I had like a little setup in my garage, was organ. <laughs> so I was just like, I didn't play fucking organ, you know? I, <laughs> I messed around organ with... organ on the fat I, Yeah. <laughs> I never recorded with... But I just like, you know, I would play Dead Weather songs in my garage, and so I learned some, you know, chord shapes and shit. And oh then like... <laughs> they were like, yeah, come jam with us. And then I met Eric, and Eric was like, yo, I have this like blues rock thing that I do with my friend Andrew. And then like, I played with them, and then like, started playing some shows with you. And then like, mm-hmm. that was a very Andrew is probably a really time. fun drummer guy play with he's an animal man especially i was used to playing with like really timid uh high school drummers Fuck no this guy will lose <laughs> a stick and i have to play twice as fast with yeah. one hand he's like, explosive he's a he's a rad yeah, dude he's really explosive but i mean it's just i don't know it's it's just um i mean like here we are you know hanging out and it's like yeah. it's such a random uh well i think path to <coughs> both of you guys that i met you. i know I yeah was i all. was passed out in front of the <laughs> i was sticking my head in the freezer for two hours straight before you guys walked in <laughs> why is that eli because i drank a lot last night pierce not a metaphor friends <laughs> but I, 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 that happened <laughs> i mean it's like funny too um when you play with people who like like you have a buddy who like you yeah. notice like this like gradual change if they they smoke a lot before they play or they drink a lot before they play and I like to pride myself on a certain point where you know I won't drink an entire bottle of bullet before I play but I'll <laughs> I'll do about half of it yeah I, yeah. I won't step ha- in the way though no I hear you dude because half of a bottle of bullet is not <laughs> a lot 
Oh no, it's not, <laughs> not for me, dude. You fucking guy. <laughs> it's just like funny. Like, I've, have you ever have you ever noticed that when you play with people, they're like, you know, fucked up before they play, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, if you Man. have a limit, like if you have a tolerance, yeah, get fucking only get halfway to that tolerance, dude. Man, well, that was some beef with that, that I had with some <laughs> other Orange County bands that I played in, as I was just like, well, yo, let's like go play shows to get fucked up and get laid, and it was just like, wait, what, <laughs> like. That's it's maybe like fun. That's maybe gravy, but like, let's make some good music first. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, where's the mashed potatoes, bro? <laughs> I see the gravy that you got there, but where are the mashed potatoes? The potatoes are the tunes, you know. And it was just like, yo, like <laughs> the potatoes, <laughs> dude. I'm putting that. I'm putting that on a shirt. <laughs> the potatoes are the tunes. But no, like, no, man, no, even that like that one show that we played with Bottle Cap, like. Which was that bluegrass quartet, and we played it, and we opened up for that punk show or whatever. Yeah, that dude, garage. that was the weirdest thing is they always <laughs> got us for punk shows the whole time. That never yeah. changed. That really? wasn't something new. That's so badass to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they loved it because it was all these like these like uh, it was a bunch of pussies who were <laughs> pretending to be tough guys playing like punk and shit. You yeah. Know? And you know, I know them now, and they're my friends, so I'll yeah. gladly call them pussies. I'm still every everyone from every one of those shows, like we played, like all the way leading up yeah. to when you joined for that little stint. Yeah, they're fucking. I've I've been friends with them since. You know, that's I awesome. To them, like like I I talk to them fucking like you know like, yeah like at least you know like once or twice a week. You know, who are those guys? It's uh I don't even well. That's not Corey and shit, right? Well, that's people I met through Corey, oh, okay. and that's like people that were offering garage shows which was wasn't a thing yeah and we were getting offered garage shows because well everybody you know like they're i don't they just it was just different. it was a scene it was just different what we were yeah. doing at the time was like different and it's yeah. not different at all now you know there's like um what is it the fucking uh uh of uh of you know monsters and men or whatever it is Mm. And, uh, and my friend and, Katie's uh, opening up for those guys. Really? Yeah. Okay, she's in well, this like synth pop band. And all right. Well, uh, uh, that that phone number is going to be mine at the end of this, <laughs> dude. I I'm trying to get her on this fucking podcast. She's hard to reach. <laughs> I'm persuasive, <laughs> but it was just it was funny what we were doing at the time. Like people dug it, and it was the guys who were playing punk at the time. Yeah. You know, because it it was so weird. Because that started from uh, before I. You know, like formed with Drew for Bottle Cap Catastrophe. Yeah, I had my acoustic, and I had only been playing for a uh, couple couple of months, like in like eight nine months, something like that. You know, and I had like a couple songs mm. figured out. Yeah, and my buddy Corey played in you know pop punk bands, like right. you know like progressive bands, and it was like this band wants you to open up. Was he the know? dude in the five panel and the mustache? Uh, no. Maybe not. not. No, not a mustache at that point. <laughs> I mean, I I've been growing this for five months, and I got a better mustache <laughs> than he had. You know, like no. What right. Um. I'll. I'll. You know. You know. You do know Corey though. Okay. It was just weird. There's this gnarly band, and at one point that we opened up for, it, and at one point after them, a band called Pure Shit played, and it was uh, it was a bass player, right. a drummer, and this chick. And it was just like, and and he didn't use the drummer didn't use triggers, but God, he just did the he just did the thunder metal, 
and the bass player played it like a fucking guitar and just it was yeah. crazy and then and then <laughs> she just did, no lyrics screaming sounds like she's in pain just like the gnarliest screaming and then at one point pulled the theremin out and did like some Whoa! witchy gave like witchy sounds <laughs> it's all witchy like, some Jimmy Page shit <laughs> Are they just trying to hit every dynamic that I don't usually want to hear in a song? <laughs> uh, I guess so, but and then we're gonna read like, from the Bible. But it was like, <laughs> yeah, but it was like exactly. We'll end it no, with that, the that's, Bible. Quote. That's when I finally leave the room. That's when, that's when I drink the whole bottle of, bullet, of fucking bullet. That's, that's when the I drink the whole half. bottle, and then I throw up and speak in tongues. But <laughs> my head spins around. But the, but it was awesome. It was like I was like I was into it. I was into it. It Fuck was. Yeah. I'd never. It was the. It was my first show. I'd never. That was your first show. That was my first show. What the fuck? <laughs> I had never seen anything like that. And her Me theremin neither. was made out of a a baby doll head. It was it was awesome. It was just like this is what you like to do. Yeah. Like you're probably so fucking normal. <laughs> like if you were walking past me, I would just be a I you know, and I didn't know this yeah. about you. I'd just be a dick and be like, "Fuck you! Enjoy your long trip to the middle, asshole." Yeah. You know, like but like. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, there's a lot of people like that. Like the first person I thought of when you started talking about this girl is Karen L. You know, and she's in those early Yeah Yeah Yeahs videos. She's fucking insane. You know, like yeah. on th- that first record's a fucking punk record. Like they got into some poppy shit later, but that first record, Fever to Tell, is raw as shit, and it's awesome. Like, but those punk shows, man, that was such a crazy thing for me to experience because it was the first kind of like no, they community. saw you and they're like, dude, this guy's fucking crazy because you moved because I, I, none of us moved, none of us moved. We didn't like I know have how to, to move. move. But you have I'll to play move. acoustic That's shows it. now, and they'll like try to sit me down and like mic me up. I'm like, dude, I'll go di. It's gonna sound like shit, but I have to dance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I always loved that element about your playing. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's the aesthetic in playing, and that was actually yeah. like the gnarliest thing to see for my, you know, first time playing in front of people. Seeing a fucking Thurman, she's karate chopping at this thing. Like, I can't believe that was your first show, man. She's headbanging in, <laughs> in, into the into the into the magnetic yeah. field of the Thurman, he- headbanging into it. Yeah. Not fucking orchestrated at all, but it was just that's what punk is. Yeah, it was just yeah, well, yeah, well, fuck you, you know. Yeah, it was, it was fucking some of the crazy. Still to this day, right. some of the craziest shit I've seen. You know, <laughs> it just blew my mind to see like there was like a, there was a scene of like there was maybe like forty, fifty kids at that garage show. And everyone knew all the lyrics to each other's songs. And, like, you know, after, like, all the bands were done, this one kid got up with an acoustic guitar and started singing this, like, breakup Carlos. song. Yeah. And people were like, shut the fuck up. Ghost is trying to sing right now. And they were all shouting the words. And I was like, yo, this is legit. There's, like, a community here of people that, like, know each other's songs. And, like, that blew my mind because I it's was just, you know, alone in the suburbs, like, we were on my laptop. <laughs> it's dwindled. <clears throat> it is absolutely dwindled. Um, it's not really there anymore. But it was right. there, and everyone knows it was there, and everyone runs into each other, like, at break-off, you know, like, I, I call it a career, like, everybody's right. got their little break-offs, you know, and they're fucking, like, like, yeah, like you said, like, there's, like, 50 people there, it's like, well, they're all fucking doing shit, they're not all 21 yet, so they're not exactly playing at bars and venues and stuff, but right. that, yeah, that was a thing, it was an, an it, it, it was honestly an, um, it was an ana- it was anatomy. Yeah. It was a fucking circulatory system of <laughs> backing each other up. Yeah. And we were all and that di- blew my like, mind. like like really nice dicks about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, there's one song that you showed me uh that you guys were playing in, in Drew's living room that was called The Gallery. Do you remember do you remember that song? Dude, I've been trying to get 
you know, my Professor Columbo. I've been trying to get fucking that band to play that song. Yeah, <coughs> for months. They I love that song, man. Mm-hmm. That chord progression. I still play that shit on my guitar. Y- yeah. Oh. And yeah. That like G minor, G major, like it's that thing. weird E flat to E bend oh. on, on the beats. But yeah. yeah. No. And Gypsy Christmas, man, those are some cool tunes. Yeah, like Gypsy Christmas. <laughs> you remember the story about that, right? Or Richard no. was like at his family's Tell house. Me. He was like at his family's house in like a. And, and on the other side of town and it was christmas eve and he got all fucked up and then that came into his head and, <laughs> and he couldn't get it out of his head and then it made him puke and shit and he's like i had the worst like christmas eve of my life because i couldn't get that song out of my <laughs> head dude that's nuts man yeah well i i do think like what you guys are doing is different like and not to at all like shit on of monsters and men like they're they're totally fine but there's a lot of I mean, I think, like, it probably, for me at least, and I think for a lot of people, kind of became aware. It's like it's easy to shit on uh, Mumford and Sons, but, and I, I'm not necessarily a fan of their records. That first record, when it did come out, I was like, whoa. Yeah. But I did think it kind of awakened this appetite for acoustic American music in a lot of people our age, you it's know? It's fucking great. It's fucking great. And, like, I remember it's seeing. what we need. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you, I don't know. And I'm I'm not super familiar with y'all's music, so I don't mean to just praise y'all without, <laughs> you know, knowing all your records or anything. But like, I don't know. There's something like rootsier and raw and, and like really authentic about what you guys are doing, and and that's uh, not necessarily the case with some of the pop folk stuff that you hear on the radio. Just because there's like uh, a, a banjo one, for example, they have a lot of fantastic like roots folk, but they went. You know, but yeah, dude, that's how they make their fucking money. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, that. and it's hard to write pop. You know, you know, and it's like, especially look, look at that position. That was for them one in a million. They're a fucking, you know, like it's that's that's acoustic folk. That's that's acoustic music. Yeah, and you and you're getting you're someone wants to sign you. You know, give you all this fucking money just to sing a song that makes you feel better about your fucking day. (laughs) Like, that is a win-win. And then it's like, oh, fucking selling out. Well, okay, well, you're being being given, like, this magic. This is a, this is just a a legend to you at at that time before you get... People giving, you know, like, hey, write a song, you know, that will that we can put on the radio and play all the time, and that's a task. That's not something any, a lot of people can do. Yeah, and they're like, oh, fuck. Even though it's not my out, favorite like, record. Well, you had to appease the idiots in a very certain fashion, if you right. want to put it like that. There's no such thing as selling out. It's, and it is work. It is work. People definitely you know, like it's like you you could either love your job or you or or not. But it is work, and you know, right? There's, there's and I'm sure that that's you know that's open doors for them to like continue to make records, <laughs> yeah. you know. But like one thing that that I I mean, just talking about Father John Misty again, that I love about him is that he doesn't feign any sort of like inauthentic like rootsiness by wearing like a vest or something. <laughs> you know, he's just like, man, I live in Hollywood and I take Adderall and <laughs> I go to strip clubs <laughs> and like yeah. I'm gonna include that in my music as and opposed he's like, to I know like beards aren't cool anymore. I like my fucking beard. Yeah. Pissed off a, at <laughs> least, like, least piss off a little bit. Yeah, I'm not going to wear a pig pie hat and, and pretend that I was like raised in the Appalachian Mountains. You know? Yeah. He's like, I'm a modern person, but there's still this folk aesthetic that it's I... It's the attachment. Yeah. And so I think it's cool that he's genuinely able to like include his modern humanity in his music, you know? And not just like... I think that there's a lot of people... There's a lot of people that authentically kind of invoke like 
the tradition of folk music and some of that imagery. But a lot of people will just like, you know, put on cowboy boots and sing something about a mountain and be like, isn't that authentic? And it's just like, fuck no, it wasn't. Exactly. <laughs> you know. I don't know. I'm, not, like, I'm saying like, that's not the case with you fuckers. But like, it's the guys, you know, who go out and pay $400 for their cowboy boots. I've got, I've got mine for 10 bucks at a fucking Salvation Army. Yeah, me too, dude. Salvation yeah. Army. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> 10 bucks. <laughs> and it's like funny too because I remember uh, my mom always wore them. She calls them shit stompers. Right. And it's funny like uh, as soon as I start talking about my mom, the accent starts coming out because <laughs> she has an accent every time. Where's I, she from? I'm a, well, we're both from Tennessee. That's we're, right. Uh, um, uh, she's from uh, she's from Knoxville, and I'm from Horse Creek, uh, Greenville County. Because you know they they brought me out there for my grand. I was born in Knoxville, but um, but I lived in Greenville, and she called them shit stompers. She used to, and she calls it, she uh, used to clean stables, but she used to muck stables and all this shit. And there's a guys who go out and fucking pay 400 bucks for cowboy boots, and she went out to get a new pair because she outgrew hers. Was pissed off, couldn't find her size for, you know, less than, you know, like 350 bucks. Yeah. And then I'm coming home with two pairs of boots and one day from the Salvation Army. She's getting <laughs> so mad. She's, she's like, where'd you get those? Because she loves them. And we, you know, yeah. And... Salvation Army, 20 bucks for both of them. Yeah, man. I have this tweed jacket that I got from Goodwill that I always get compliments on. Like, I wear out to dinner and stuff. And people are like, wow, it's a really nice jacket. It was like $12. You know? Yeah. Goodwill. Dude, uh, and that's the, the funny thing with, like, guitars and harmonicas and stuff. You yeah. find them around. They just, they're laying around. They're waiting for somebody to come get them. <laughs> like, the people who are selling these things don't know the value in them. And then, right. you know, it's you not like a computer. The price tag doesn't dictate the value of the thing. Exactly. Because, you know? I mean, uh, you look at uh, Pokey Lafarge. He plays a uh, Stella flat top in an NPR tiny desk uh, session, and and you know the, <laughs> those are some of my favorite guitars. It's punchy. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect for that kind of Americana. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, and Pokey Lafarge is really doing it right because yeah. they're, they're taking you back to the Roaring Twenties with their folk music. It's dude, awesome. that stuff blows my mind. I yeah. saw them open up for Jack White like in 2011 or something, and I was just like, what the you know. So I, the yeah, are you there, man? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude! How the hell did you guys meet? You guys are from two different periods of my life, and now here you are together making music happen. I think it was like like Match dot com <laughs> before Tinder. No, it was eHarmony uh, days. <laughs> E-Harmony. It was a uh, it was a uh, what is it? MySpace. It was, uh, no, it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> plenty of fish. Yeah, Christian Mingle, Farmers Only. Yeah, maybe like the Yahoo group section. <laughs> no one, <laughs> you know? no like, one uses that. Like shit, bros dude. looking for bros. Google circles. Yeah, yeah it was, Google uh, circles. What was it though? I think it was we just were in the, the same lo- circle. I think, it was just, <laughs> I think it was just the local coffee shop, wasn't it? Yeah, dude. Uh, Remember when I picked you up, bro? All the time. You mean like <laughs> yesterday? Yeah. No, I remember that. that, was, that was yeah, tight. yeah. You like it was it was Starbucks. No, it was it was at the pit with Bradley. Oh, oh, we yeah. all had a, we had a hoedown because he was with pit. Eric. You. He was with Eric and the boys, and then we I don't went know to the, the boys. pit. It just yet to meet the boys. We just we just went over there and we ran into him and it's like oh shit <laughs> uh, you know we all have guitars too you know and we start playing yeah. And then, you know, Bradley gave me a call and fucking came over with, uh, I think he came over with Vinny who was over for a little while, but yeah. it was, it uh, like, like, dude, if that didn't happen, like, fucking crazy, crazy, because it, it, it's just so weird to look at it. Yeah. That was all of us, all of us literally converged on one point for no reason at all. 
Yeah, it's not like it wasn't like a friend of a friend like met and then met. I mean, like it was like it was, it was like I knew was, I knew Bradley. It was that, but it was happened, like on a huge level just because there was a big to group. know each other. Yeah, we we all in one way or another kind of happened to know each other, but it's like. Before not, you know, right. not making plans to go jam or, you know, hey, do you want to, like, help me write a little bit? Like, nothing like that. Or not even to a point where I, can I borrow a pencil? W- hadn't even gotten to there. <laughs> and we all meet, and everyone who knew each other, like, had this, it was just a weird spider web that, just all on one point, one night, for no reason. It was, uh, and that's right. on top of everything, we all had our fucking axes on us. So, <laughs> yeah, that was, that, yeah, that night was a lot of fun. Hell yeah, man! Pierce, how the fucking how the Wayfair shows been going? How did that how did that even come about? When did you start playing as Jerry and the rest? By the way, because I met you in like, you know, I think like you you came up with like, well, yeah, that, that, well, that's what I was about to fucking say to you. Like, I want to hear about your when we were arc, jamming, man. dude. That's why I'm excited to like play music with you again. Because when we were Fuck jamming, yeah. I was I was just singing. Can't you see in the weight with you? You know, and that, like those I was at times, heart and man. shit, but I didn't like I didn't ever play you know my guitar and sing with. You know, when I was hanging out with you much, I think you brought and Jerry to a rehearsal one time, and I was like, "Yeah," told me the story of that guitar. And yeah, like, yeah, that, sure. that's like one of the coolest. Guitars but now I've been, yeah. but now I've been using it as like a tool, you know, and it's much yeah. different. It's a much different thing for me than it used to be. Well, it's been really sick, you know? like you know, like you and I like becoming friends and talking about records and going to shows and stuff like that, and then seeing that you're like, you know, yeah. like sing a song or two, like with that that band that we used to play with, like, and then now you're like doing your own shit, and that's. Rock and roll I, stuff, yeah. man. I'm I'm pretty excited, man. I mean, we were talking about residencies and stuff, and it's nice that uh, it's nice that some event promoters, live music coordinators, whatever you want to call them, are aren't just interested in how many heads you can bring out. I a mean, lot are, and it's so refreshing when you meet people that are like into curating, like a, exactly, cool, you know, and nurturing. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Eric Kalman, which is the guy who does all the live music at the Wayfair in Costa Mesa. He also used to do it when it was the Detroit bar. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he's part of my band. I mean, he's Hell just yeah. as integral as as everybody else who's Man. who's really who's participating in, yeah. in the notes and the tone. Those are the unsung patron saints of the music industry. Yeah, like. because I wouldn't. I just wouldn't have this opportunity. And honestly, I have the best band in the world right now. I have. I just asked the, all the best musicians that I know, and we're all really good <laughs> friends. There's a crazy good camaraderie and. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. They're just, they're just the best musicians with just, like, awesome influences. I mean, obviously, like, we all, like, love the Beatles. But I'm, I'm talking about these guys, like, love the Beatles. Like, they know what <laughs> kind of mics were recorded with which songs and, oh, like, wow. that kind of shit. And, you know, we all love the band. We all love Neil Young. We, you know, I've been trying to do, like, a steady, like, one Neil Young cover at night at the Wayfair. Nice. Um, probably just for the rest of my life. You know, play at least one Neil Young song a day. Well, it's just the the way that everyone was so down. You know, this is your first group. This is your first band. Yeah. Jerry and, and the rest. Jerry and the rest. And Named everyone, after my guitar, by the way. Uh, everyone, the way everyone jumped on the wagon with that was like, fuck yeah, I'll help you out. Like, yeah. I want to be a part of this, you know? Yeah. Because you've been floating around, you know, s- playing w- with, you know, all of us for, well, longer, you know? Yeah. You know, l- a lot longer than, you know you know eric or i have mm-hmm. 
you know, and everybody was just down to support that. And that's like the best thing about it is like that's that's how you want to form a band. That's the ideal is everyone's like, yeah. I want to I, I want to get behind this, dude. Fucking, you this know, is organic you, as organic. This it has been happen. a long time coming. Yeah, that was, that was the that was the best thing. Everybody. I know everyone was thinking, you know, I was waiting for this. I was just waiting for everyone you have playing with you right now. I was just waiting for you to ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've yeah. I've definitely, you know, worked hard and waited and been patient to have what I have right now, which is an absolutely stellar band. And, you know, just everything that's going on is really cool. So I've been really busy. Um, well, fuck yeah, man. Really Congrats. tired. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but also really happy, especially after last night. I mean, fuck, I've I've had to be so resilient for the first few nights of the residency. Like the first, <laughs> first night, I felt like all the instruments were falling apart on me. Like, literally, I felt like they were falling apart in my hands. Live music, man. Dude, we all get yeah, on Murphy's dude, Law. It's a rush. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was just Murphy's Law at its finest, and you hung in there, and you're like, oh, yeah. You know, the set so, didn't just, stop. No, it didn't. You just you just sang yeah. about how you needed a guitar, and I was like, dude, I'm working on it. I sang a few <laughs> tuning songs that night. That's for sure. They were in different keys. <laughs> I played a frat party one time, and the with the wait, I have, to, I have to I have to stop to laugh at that. No, I'm sorry. Please, no, please laugh at it. It was fucking I hilarious. Played, that was a smooth transition too. Yeah. Okay. So frat I played party. Frat party. <laughs> no, well, it's just it's semi it just and everything. It was just a crazy time, you know. I'm definitely not part of that scene up in L. A. No, oh, come on. Bro, I, I tried. Come it. on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it genuinely wasn't. It's not for me, you know. Um, but this 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 frat guy like hit me up, and, and you know, if that's your thing, that's great, cool. Not my thing. You do you, boo boo. You do you do you do you, boo boo. That's <laughs> got. I'm gonna tattoo that on my ass. Um, <laughs> and so like you know, these guys asked us to play, and we're like, fuck yeah, <laughs> you know, like we're never gonna find ourselves in that world unless, <laughs> you know. So I take my indie rock band, and we go, and we like. Do a bunch of like, like we played like Fat Lip by Sun Forty One. You know, we were just like, what's gonna blow these guys' minds? <laughs> like trying to get dude, these bros to have a good dude, time. Did you fucking did you play Wonderwall, dude? No, like we we just did our own set, and it's kind of like you know high energy, not not really party music, you know. But it's like, I don't know. It was just a bunch of drunk like frat dudes, but it was it was righteous. But anyways, the sound kept cutting out, <laughs> and me and my friend Jack Tomeo, who's who's been on this podcast, is like you know probably the best songwriter that I know. Um, it like only the mics for some reason they were hooked up to like a separate power thing. I'm gonna need his number too. Oh, dude, he's the I'll definitely give it to you. He's a righteous guy. He turned me on to Wilco and just a, a bunch of amazing bands that blew my mind. Um, but you know, in just l- like live music in the middle of the song, everything cuts out, and so we're just like, all right, I guess we just gotta freestyle rap our way. <laughs> You know, through this. Oh, no. And this, we just like trade freestyle raps until the power came back on and like everything that can That's go wrong. Murphy's but love. They, they loved it. Yeah, sure especially loved in that it. environment, everyone's drunk and just <laughs> begging to have say. a good time. That was the one thing that I was, because I played to a lot of hipster crowds that fold their arms and they're like, well, what do you guys got? You know? And the one thing that was really Oof. surprisingly refreshing about the frat crowd is they were just like, so ready to have a good time. That, yeah, like, they're enjoying it. Yeah, they're like, if you a, give them the smallest amount of quality, they're like, we love you. Yeah, I've, 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 I've played the army that. like that. Like anything we do, instrument and like wise, whenever he's on leave, like you'd have like uh, like four pairs of broken hands on detuned guitars, and he's just stoked just because you're doing it. You know, and he just wants yeah. to. You know, he's like, I'm on leave. I'm already having a great <laughs> time. Yeah, like you know, it's uh, yeah, but. Yeah, that's good. it's like that's actually a weird section of a fan base to have too. Like if you have like a you know if that's a thing, but yeah, that's 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 yeah. you 
You freestyle rapped your way? <laughs> you should just give an example of that right now. You want to freestyle rap right now, guys? <laughs> oh, I yes. can't freestyle. Uh, no, I, no, I want you to, yes. Yeah, no, you I'm not going to freestyle alone. Well, if I feel the flow, like I'll pick it up, bro. <laughs> oh, no, we, we got we to gotta, we gotta save it because we're doing the EP on floppy disks. Yeah, hell yeah. It'll be on the, the uh, uh, What a Cool Medium, I believe was the name of it. <laughs> Yeah. What a cool <laughs> Shove that in your hard drive. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're gonna partner with What a Lot of Pizza and hand out our floppy disk with each to go order. Unreal. What a cool medium. What a lot of pizza. <laughs> Man, I might freestyle after a couple more beers, but like, um, no, just like uh, I forget what I was saying, but just live music is fucking nuts, and uh, I'm glad to hear the shows have been going well, man. Yeah. Do you remember what it was like? Uh, what what it, like what the feeling was like for the first show of the first night, the first Monday of the residency, and then like the turnout of that, and uh, like the end of the show, like what what was up with all that? Like, how many gigs had you done before this residency? It's like my sixth time on stage. That's crazy, man. That's awesome. But what was the first oh, bef- night before the like? residency though? Yeah. Before the residency, I'd only been on stage three times. Insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We just, honestly, we just nailed it. We really nailed it in, in front of the guy who, like, we needed to nail it in front of. And then he's like, you know, I, I think the the month just happened to line up. He didn't have anybody booked for the next month. And uh, he already likes all the people that are in my band. Like I said, I'm playing with a bunch of really, like, well-established, <laughs> just awesome musicians and friends. So... I mean, everything just kind of aligned correctly, but, you know, even now, like, I don't know if I told you, Eli, but he hit me up for the Moonsville show. I'm going to be opening up for Moonsville next month at the Wayfair. Fuck and, yeah. like, Moonsville Collective, I don't know if, you know, yeah. you know who they are, obviously. It's they s- they sell out of. the Wayfair, but. you know? They'll they'll just, like, sell it out, and I'll be opening for them. So, fuck. If 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 I'm good, then it's, like, game on. I'm going to you to that. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in through the back. You're coming in hot? You're coming in through the back, huh? I'm not paying for that. I'm I'm stealing a wristband from you. You you know, the the one thing that I've learned from doing the residency, or that I'm still learning, and that I feel like is going to continue on this trend, is that, like, less is more. Especially with this, like, country-western kind of thing that I have going on. Um the first few nights, you know, that we were doing the Monday night residency, we were uh, we were fighting each other for like the same fills, like the same everything. Yeah. And now everybody's like toning it back. They're 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 just they're hanging out in the background, which is where like most all the instruments should be. And I'm a chord guy. I'm just like strumming all the time, so oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not really even aware of this whole like fighting for leads and like right. doing all this thing because I, I don't even understand a fucking lead. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll yeah. play one space and then play two frets up sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. What a lead. <laughs> I played four yeah. notes in a row that sounded great. <laughs> what a scale. But uh, I'm the same way, man. But um, but the the more the more I study, you know, just what I like about music is that I find the simpler that it is, the better it is, because you can make your notes sweeter. Your your notes aren't aren't all challenging each right. other. You know, my and, favorite when I see someone. Like, the thing that blows my mind the most, especially going to a music school kid where a lot of people have chops and whatnot, like, my favorite thing is when someone can just rip and they just don't. And they, they like, they keep it in. Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe one 
fucking turn around. They're just like, let it out for a like second. Like one yeah. double stop. Yeah. Like, oh shit. That and was just, gnarly. What yeah. Was and the, like the restraint, you know. And it's a beautiful thing when a group of people, <clears throat> like, you know, you can get people to stop playing for themselves and to just like try to come together and transcend and make this other thing happen that's that's greater than any of the individuals. And it's just like that's the best part about playing with a band. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that, that was like I, I have this one memory I can recall with Eli where he was jamming with somebody. And he just like leans over to me as this guy is just like fucking he has the gain all the way up and he's playing this crazy ass lead <laughs> and shit. And he's like, he can't keep anything in his back pocket. And I'm just like, right. Yeah, you're right, Eli. <laughs> he can't. That's like cool he sounds for, great. Yeah. But goddamn, put it away. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know? it's cool for 15 seconds. And then it's like, yeah, put I it don't away. care anymore. You know, let the, <laughs> let the song continue. It's about the song. It's not about your goddamn scale. It's about scale. the song. Yeah, especially <laughs> in like you know folk and popular music. Like if you can if you can keep your I eye, met a mandolin eye on player the song. like that in fucking yeah. San Francisco when uh, we went we went to Hardly Strictly and uh, is that that free music festival? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And yes, it is. And yes, you should go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. Hey, first weekend of October, everyone. Yeah. I, is, it, is it October? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. October, can I, yeah. Can I? Are you guys going this year? Yeah. Can I roll us. with you guys? Yeah. Yeah. For dude. sure. Cool. Hardly strictly the best time ever. Yeah. I I met this mandolin player who was busking between sets, uh, between what he wanted to watch, you know. So like, because there's constantly people moving through Golden Gate Park. Right. And he's like, and he's you know he's shredding, and I was like, well, I mean, I you know I brought like literally just enough money with me like to like have a you know like. To be like all right, you know, yeah. and uh, this guy's uh, you know, playing mandolin. I was like, I'll play rhythm for you. Like, I won't, like I won't ask you for any money after. Like, do you want to do you want to jam? <laughs> like, he was just doing Hell he yeah. was just doing country triads, yeah. and he shredded so hard. Ooh. He was it was it was just so nice though. But it was all chucks. It wasn't right. you know it wasn't it wasn't over the top. Not one bit. And it was actually kind of a trip because it's like we worked very well together, you know, with, you know, like, you know, thumb and forefinger melody, like Travis picking and a mandolin player who's literally just holding it back. He looked like he was going to pop, you know? Yeah. And it's just always great to meet, you know, players like that. Yeah. It's always a good thing. And and, and he was he was a lot older, too. And I feel like that is a thing that comes with age. Yeah, it seems to me that the more people that like it, it, it is a mature thing that that element of restraint and and even like and I'm sure I'm gonna learn it you know ten times again. But when I look back to like even when I was like you know thirteen or fourteen, especially as a bass player, because it's a, for the most part a single note instrument, I was just insecure about it in general, and I would approach things like I need to prove to everyone in the crowd right now that I'm great, because they probably think I'm not great because I'm just playing like a simple one note bass line. And as I, I always just thought, oh, please, no one pee on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I want to put that on a T-shirt. And then, so I would play, you know, crazy, you know, fills every four bars, you know, just yeah. to be like, it, and it's, that's an ego thing. That's serving yourself. That's not serving the song at all. And it, it's a big switch when you're like, oh, I got to, I got to, you know, I watched, the song. I watched that change in Adam. From Creatures Choir, he's an animal. You know, he plays yeah. that thing like a. You know, he just he just plays it. He plays it like a guitar. And it's a bass guitar, but he plays it with like a guitar yeah. without the bass in front of the word. You know, right? 
and uh, that's that's a very acceptable element. It goes with the floor tom work that Bradley's doing and mm-hmm. everything. Like certain styles of music, because it's all raja. It's like Middle Eastern scales. Oh, cool! So you're gonna want a lot of that moving bass. Yeah. We started doing this ragtime thing, and he just yeah, you know, and that's. It was cool to watch that. It was like, holy yeah. shit. I thought he was going to go, like, nuts on me. And yeah. Fucking just restraint, you know, <laughs> finesse. Finesse. And and definitely one thing I've learned from, you know, um, I mean, I learned it at music school. It's obviously not the only place to learn it. But just, like, knowing that I could understand something on paper and, and know that, okay, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, a lot of these country western bass lines are, are root fifth, like, but just, like, there's so much to a groove, you know, and just because, like, the notes aren't really complicated or something like that like some of the hardest material that i've played is just is like a one or two note bass line but trying to get it to fit with all the counterpoint that's happening in the group and like trying to fit all the syncopations together and really fucking lock in and then have that happen for five fucking minutes like that's so fucking hard you know what i'm saying and 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 as an arrogant fucking 14 year old being like well i understand that it's you know i can i can that scale is very simple and me thinking that I'm better than a groove or something like that, and then having my ass kicked by all these really simple grooves, being like, "Oh fuck!" That's why. Like, they're, that's why they're. That's why they're age-old traditions. That's why yeah. it's stood <laughs> the test of time. Is because it'll fuck you up. Because you gotta be on your toes, man. Yeah, and thinking and, and like uh, we did a lot of, of funk. Um, this one unit in school, and like um, a lot of those James Brown songs, you know, they're just like a lot of like looping bass lines, and it'll be pretty much the same thing, and. And if I were to approach it like from how I was pl- how I used to play, I would just be like, okay, I understand. Like the baseline doesn't change, and I can play it like it's not hard for me to play it physically, like by myself. Like I can play the figure, you know. And I would be like, oh, I learned it, you know. Moving on, I, and but the, there's such a difference between that and like really spending some time with a part and having it in your fucking bones, and then not only that, but fitting it so the entire band functions like a drum set or something like that, and. And playing as an ensemble and, and just like locking in on a groove, I just over I used to overlook that shit so hard. <laughs> and that's that's a really like excellent element to bring to playing folk music, like playing through uh, like indie rock and and funk, and then you come back home to your you know, yeah your dude your your that's it like the, your two note your two note yeah. lines and you chill on it and it's like. Dude, you, you 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 know you stretched your legs, you ran, you know you broke your you yeah. broke your breath on all sorts of genres, and you come back to the little simple thing. And you're like, this is nice. Exactly. Well, it's just like you, you know, to chill out a little. <laughs> bit. Like, this is cool. Like having good time to me is so much more impressive than someone who can just like shit a bunch of crazy scales and like you know rip. It's like okay, that's that's a fun parlor trick, but like, when are you gonna really use that? Like. It, it, to me, it's much more impressive to see someone who can like lock in at like 90 BPM and just sit there like a champion and re- just like fucking have this fattest pocket that everyone can sit in and drive the train. It's just like, wow, that is hard <laughs> yeah. to do, you know? Well, it's almost like when someone's shredding too hard, they're using like too much brain power and not enough heart. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just like, like what do I know? They're how to focusing do? Like, too much on like, that. Yeah. Exactly. What are you feeling right now? If honestly, if you took that brain power and that feeling, you'd probably just like, the feeling would probably just be like one long ringy chord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can get masturbatory really quickly, and uh, <laughs> I know a lot of session type dudes that, that get into like, oh, wasn't that a crazy? They get into masturbation. They, yeah. yeah, I know a lot of guys you know that get really of... into masturbation. Let me just make Dude, that. Dude, me too, clear. man. Almost every guy that I know <laughs> masturbates, I bro. Much. 
Pretty I've much never, everyone. I've never heard that word. What did you say? Masturbatory? <laughs> Masturbatory. I don't know if it's a... I'm just like an sounds, asshole making sounds, up words over here. <laughs> it, it's, it's really it's indulgent. It's, it's, yeah, word. it's a, indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> but also it's masturbatory. Yeah. But also then, they're you know, masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> also. Sounds more yeah. like a name than I know like a lot of guys word. that just masturbate a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what, what about, are we talking about what again? What about you guys? Wait, wait, we were talking about music this whole time or... Yeah, we could talk about anything else. It's a podcast, but just for the record, no one is wearing pants right now. Yeah. Well, for real, though, Eli, can you keep your shirt off? (laughs) But just like, no, no, really, though, can we talk about canned bread and how that's a thing? That's that's the next talking point? Let's just go back to masturbatory guitar playing. Well, (laughs) oh, man. Uh, like David Gilmore is always my favorite example because he can play one note and just make you fucking weep, you know. And so. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. That was Eli giving me a high five for the podcast. <laughs> Dude, I love David Gilmore. Yeah, and well, it's just like obviously, you know, it's gotta come from the heart. Like the head stuff can be interesting and can add a lot of cool dimension, but if it doesn't start and end in the heart, it's like. Get the fuck out of here. There's a little number we uh, recorded. It's just, you know, and that's like the funny thing about structures, too. <coughs> we just did a G minor, C, C7, G, you know? Yeah. And uh, I uh, emulate, I had, on the way to re- to the recording session, I had been listening to Shine On You Crazy Diamond Yeah. on the way there, and... Uh, what that song's like nine minutes long, something yeah, something like that, or it might be like ten in one second, yeah, you know. And I was just, I butt fucked myself with David Gilmore <laughs> like the whole way to go record the song. That's kind of Pink Floydy, right? And it just emulated really hard with like just there's like one spot where like you just you know just one little tiny solo in the beginning. That's it, and then just hang out and just Ooh. and give texture. Yeah, and that was what he was actually best at. He was a magnificent like he would add solos that weren't even solos; they were more like silhouettes mm. behind everything that had already happened that already fucking blew your mind. Right. But he was just wonderful with working with textures. I yeah. love. I admired heavily David Gilmore's work and the swells. His swells in that song are great, and I don't know how to do them, so I asked our drummer. He's a way better guitar player than I am. I yeah. asked him if he had a little a little David Gilmore swell from Shine On You Crazy Guy, <laughs> and, and he did it. And it's like funny because uh, you know, my, my friend was telling me, he's like, dude, this is like Pink Floyd. Pink <laughs> Floyd-y as fuck. He's like, this is like Shine On You Crazy Diamond. I was like, thank you. Like, it's more of like everything like I wanted to <laughs> add to that was like, because looking back on it now, I shouldn't have, like, used so many of, like, tricks I'd learned from David Gilmore. But it was, it's, it's, an, it's more of, like, a little, like, homage. Like, it's, Definitely. like, how well did I do David Gilmore? Definitely. You know? And that's, like, awesome. I mean, that's how you do anything. Like, I mean, uh, like, I, I, I could play you guys a demo tape of my songs from high school, and they, they sound so derivative. And you could be like, well, you're clearly listening to a lot of Jack White and Tallest yeah. Man on Earth, you know? But, like, I mean, the, that's how you start, and that's how you get into it, and then you, you quilt enough things together, and it becomes your own, you know? And just people just stop being able to identify it as easily because there's so yeah. many things mixed in. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's 
quote unquote original, but it's not original. It's just like fifteenth guys now. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, there there is a difference though between doing that and and then quilting enough together to sound just like the other person. Because like, like there's a rip off. There's obviously like finding your own voice, but I'm so tired of hearing all these people do these pop voices that eventually go to Bruno Mars slash Jason Mraz. And I'm just like, dude, like find yeah, your own no, voice. It's that's literally, yeah. They're literally using the same voice. Like it's the same voice. And I'm just like, definitely. I don't want to talk shit, even though I totally am. And I'm enjoying it because it's the truth. <laughs> this is, this happens like, especially with pop music. I right like now. not liking you to a point, you know, like that's like, that's <laughs> what that comes down to is like, when you hear that, you're like, I like not liking this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't like this. And I'm having a good time. Not, not enjoying this. <laughs> well, and it just it just reminds you 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 need to like find your own voice. I mean, yeah. every time I hear someone like doing someone else, I'm like, no, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna not do that. Just like with dude, someone I love. Come on, don't like don't. You know, it's like kind of one of yeah. those things where it's like, dude, if you cry, I'm gonna cry. You know, it's just like just right. don't, just don't. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> well, it's one thing just to like don't. tip your hat, and it's one thing to like, you know. Rip somebody off and try to pawn it off. That's like the pop singer thing, you know? That's like the pop singer thing. Yeah. And that's what appeals to, you know, the masses, I I suppose. Yeah. I'll never understand it. Um, But I'll, you know, there's there's a lot of things I'll never understand, but that's the one I'm most worried about is why people listen to, like, just. I mean, I've been (laughs) argued with the point where it's, dude, it's all music. I thought you loved music. You love. And it's like, I mean, I mean, I love, I love my mom, but I don't love literally every mom on the planet. I love my girlfriend. I don't love every girlfriend on the planet, you know. Right. I love my dog, but I've also been bitten by random dogs. It's just you can't enjoy every. There's no such thing as enjoying every. I love the song. I love my dog by Cat yeah. Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just yeah. Make sure, just make sure you catch bullet four there, bud. Yeah, well, I I think that there's like something. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you know, well, that that and there's some shitty musicians out there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like get in your like, way, but, but that must be said. There's, there's some, some shitty musicians shitty, out there. And no, and there's and some I'm shitty always, songs. I'm not that always that make bad. it out there. I always I mean, like, feel bad saying that. Thinking, even thinking that, I like I like chastise myself for thinking like there's shitty musicians because I feel like you know everybody should be able to are. whatever. But it's like Kanye West exists, you know, like. That's a fucking hey. problem, dude. Okay, okay. I I got I college dropout. I have college dropout and late registration sitting right over there on Vine. Well, I, I think it's like like to me, graduation was good too. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I have a lot of friends that are into Kanye. I have yet to get into him, but like, um, it's definitely not for everybody. But and, and I think like yeah, obviously taste is taste. And one of my least favorite things is wh- that that most people say is that like, what kind of music do you listen to? I listen to everything. I'm like, bitch, no, you don't. You probably listen to. That's blasphemy. two genres of music. That's I'm like, heresy. do you listen to Norwegian death metal? Then, then shut up. You know, do you listen to Gregorian chants? And like, yeah, like if you <laughs> if you can actually say you listen to everything, like amazing. But like most people, everyone says that, but like no one doesn't. Like taste is taste. I I try to listen to a bunch of stuff, but like you know, <laughs> I definitely be... lean towards certain things Dude, and hate push, other stuff. Like push out some scruples and tell me what you listen to today. Like what did you listen to today? Like me? I fucking no, 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 no. Oh. Like not you. Like generally, <laughs> generally, generally, generally. Yeah, exactly. No, if I was coming at you, I'd probably be standing. Uh, <laughs> no, it's like when you when they say everything, it's like the 
it's it's a retired statement. I'm like, that's because you listen to pop and then like this one alternative rock song, and you're like, I just it's I'm like so yeah, open minded. You accidentally <laughs> heard, you know, like yeah, the Orange Blossom special special on the way here. Like you accidentally yeah. heard, it, you know, like it's like no, just like I feel like for that, it's just like yeah, like dude, just grow some balls. Just tell exactly. me what you fucking exactly. To to and I think that there's 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 balls to not liking stuff. But but one thing that that I'm a huge proponent of is. There, there's a like there are certain records that are clearly not for me, but I can I can see the artistic merit there, and like it's definitely not like, yeah. yo, I'm not gonna get down to a Katy Perry record myself. But there's a lot of craft happening there, and to write a song that connects with millions of people, but it's that's, like that's hard hear, to but do. Also, when you hear Katy Perry, you know it's Katy Perry. It's not like the standard, you know. True. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, but, I'm not gonna do an imitation. I will not. Exactly. Cannot. Will not. Yeah, but it's like I, I'm not like th- that's not a record that that speaks to my heart in particular. But it's like, you know, I I I, I can appreciate that like that was hard to pull off. And, like, yeah, good I see. Fucking, you I know? kissed a girl and I liked it in the shower because <laughs> I did and I did. You're right. You know, I have. Yeah, and I have. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a lot of records that that aren't for me that I'm like, okay, I get it, but also like, you know, there's. I, I like a, there's a lot of hip hop records that I'm in love with, but there's a lot that I'm like, you know, this isn't for me. I'm I'm more into like music that <laughs> is like you know sit alone in your bedroom and think about shit. <laughs> you want more beer, Mackin? I'm dude. I have to pee my brains out. I don't know if I can take any more liquid in. <laughs> well, uh, let's let's pause this thing. Let's pause this thing for a second because uh, I wouldn't mind taking a you know. You guys want to take a, a pee break? Pee break. A pee friends. break. As Take friends, so what do you yeah. <laughs> you're making it sound like we're yeah. gonna go do it together or something? Yeah. Friendship on three. One, two, three. Friendship. Friendship. Dude, man, you lay it down. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Paris for a hot sec. <laughs> <in the> background. <laughs> so that's just gonna underscore. <laughs> All right, Eli. <laughs> Dude, what's up? Um, just uh, you know, Eli <laughs> playing <laughs> harmonica, the background. Hell yeah. Jam it up, man. Man, what records you've been listening to recently? Well, <laughs> that's Eli. Yeah, that's Eli. <laughs> he plays that way. I know some of you may not believe it. He's uh, how old is Eli? Twenty-one. Is it? Is it Eli Mortal? Is he not just like a folk tale? I'm pretty sure he's an old black guy, but he looks like a young, <laughs> young white dude. I don't know. Guy? He's twenty-something, man. If anyone thought he was talking shit for the last hour and a half, now you can decide for yourself. <laughs> if it's even picking up on these mics, who knows? I don't know. Goddamn, I can hear it. Here, here. Hmm. Yeah, every time we hang, you tell me about like three or four records that changed my life. Yeah, Father John Misty. Well, yeah. Willie Watson. Father John. Well, you were the first one really on that Father John train when that first record came out. Yeah, but I knew. So someone else, someone jammed Father. That's that's the cool thing about songwriting and um, people's songs is like 
someone jammed his songs, and I'm like, holy shit, that guy's amazing. I never even heard his voice. I never yeah. heard his versions of the songs. I'm just like, wow, I got to look that guy up. Because oh, you heard someone else sing his I songs? I heard someone else sing his songs, and I was like, wow, I love Father John Misty. I didn't even, you know? I, yeah. I, and then, and then I, I bought his record on a whim because right. it was really psychedelic and looked fucking cool yeah that cover <laughs> that fear fun is awesome yeah yeah exactly fear fun the cover is just like crazy yeah um but uh yeah it's it's crazy how how people's songs can transcend themselves yeah. like you know uh like i said i i was listening to someone else actually they're they're uh they're dudes from another band called pmm purple mountains majesties and they're a fucking great band honestly yeah. they're really good they're super like I don't know, like poppy, poppy, lighthearted. You know, it's different from the stuff I'm usually into. I like, oh. I like, you know, folky acoustic shit all the time. And there's a lot of acoustic elements to their band for sure, but they right. got a lot of pop, a lot of you know Beatles kind of harmonies and like you know, we love each other kind of thing going on. Yeah, which is obviously really cool because love is so nice. <laughs> but you need some of that, some of that darkness sometimes. Yeah, you do. You know, to and like it, to make you feel normal. And 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 I've I've like. I, I've shared conversations and like you know half-ass like you know attempts to writing a song with some of those guys and those guys are like <laughs> or at least one of the guys I remember <laughs> one instance he's just like yeah but like that's a like I feel like I feel like you should say it this way because like that that just it's a lot more caring <laughs> and I'm just like dude like I, I think I think it was a song about a girl and it's like right. dude, songs about girls shouldn't always be caring yeah. like sometimes <laughs> they, they just suck and you should like just actually write about how they suck yeah have you heard Say Yes by Elliot Smith yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> anything by Elliot Smith makes you think that right. girls have been horrible for a long time right well there's a there's you know there's <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's important to include that lovingness and that caringness, you know, and that's that's obviously a great angle to come from. But I mean, humanity is that, you know, the emotional spectrum is a lot more complex and nuanced and gray, and like, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot more shit going on. Yeah. And so it's cool hearing people write tunes where it's like, oh, you're including like I talk about Misty way too much, but you know, he <laughs> includes his like, you know, his horniness, his you know, spiritual confusion, like. Yeah. You know. well, that guy's that guy's a different different kind of character. I mean, inside yeah. Fear Fun, he literally has like a, a mini journal where he documents one of his trips on ayahuasca. The bedbugs thing? Yeah, is it, that's ayahuasca, right? Is, I think so. Yeah, he has like this yeah. whole. He, he literally wrote down his whole trip, and I mean, it's right. like a long one in tiny print inside of yeah. a vinyl sleeve. Well, I think that's the novel when he's like, "I'm I'm, I'm writing, writing a novel." A novel. Yeah. I think that's what he's alluding to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which is rocking. That guy's on on another one. He's on a good good one. That's for yeah. sure. I sound, sound so sick right now. I sound like immediately just so nasal. Like I apologize, dude. You sound so nasal, bro. I'm so nasal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so nasal. I just I got so sick today. I don't know what. Yeah. By by the way though, uh, thank you very much for having Eli and myself. It's uh, it, oh, it, it's it it makes me feel like I'm part of a different caliber because I know that you, you are. Man. You've been. No, well, I mean, I'm part of, you know, at least I can hang in there with the fucking USC students talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Goddamn. <laughs> Man, it, I mean, I, I, I've had SC students on here just because, like, that's, those are my friends. But it's not like, let me get some SC students on here. <laughs> it's just like, let me get people who are, who I look up to. Well, I know that. I know that, obviously. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like, uh, I feel like I'm breaking new ground. 
You're doing <laughs> I it, I haven't been to USC. I'm on Mackin's <laughs> podcast. You are, man. Well, I mean, I mean, this this podcast, it's like, you know, it's not a, a sensation, you know? I get it. It's it's all about USC. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Welcome and, to Trojan And you cast. made an exception fight on, for everyone. me. <laughs> fight on. Fight, fight, fight. Um, <laughs> no, but like, you know, maybe... Uh, Maybe two hundred people will hear this, which 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 is I'm so lucky. You that's know, an I'm, amazing I'm grateful. amount. Are you kidding me? I mean, and that's that's after a couple of months of the play count rack it up. But like, and I'm the thing about this is like I have no expectations for this. Like, at, yeah. if it was just me recording conversations with my friends that I could listen to in a couple of years, I would be grateful. I, I'm so stoked that it's been more than that. You know, so like it's been something that people have listened to whether it's just like my friends or like friends of people that are on the air you know when even if it brings together like two people it's like that's fucking awesome you know i had this girl on a couple weeks ago and her mom listened to the podcast and like messaged me on facebook and was like hey i got to know my daughter a little bit better like no way you know and so i don't i don't have this big sensational podcast or anything but i just know some that's that fucking gallery riff man (laughs) um isn't that cool yeah, wait, let's listen to it for a second. Don't feel obliged to talk to me. <laughs> Man, I gotta get you guys to sing some fucking songs. <laughs> yeah, we, we will. I'd be happy to, for sure. But, I just like, you know, I'm stoked to know some rad-ass people. And like, um, you know, you're definitely like one of the one of the cooler cats that I know. So oh, I appreciate it, man. There's there's Likewise. lots of good people in the world. I'm yeah. Know, I'm I'm ecstatic to be on here. I'm ecstatic to have Eli as a friend. I'm ecstatic <laughs> ecstatic to be living with my roommate Rory. Like I said, he just all these people are. Yeah. I, I don't like hanging out with anybody normal. Really, <laughs> you know. Normal I don't people. like hanging out with anybody. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there, no, Mac. I'm, I'm just kidding. I love everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all love everybody for sure. <laughs> for sure, dude. For sure. <laughs> everybody. No, but like, I mean, there there definitely are a ton of dicks in the world. And, um, <laughs> we're going to have the Team America conversation right here. You know what I'm talking about? No. It was like dicks, pussies, and assholes. <laughs> no. Like, I don't know that. I don't know. I the, missed that movie. You missed that movie? I, I'm embarrassed. You know you know who made it, right? It's like Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah. It's South America. Or South America. It's South, <laughs> it's South American. <laughs> no, it's, it's South Park. Yeah. yeah. No, and everyone <laughs> talks about it. It's just one of those th- big parts of culture that I just missed, you know, that I haven't yeah. been into yet. Well, it's it's a great movie. Haven't read the Harry Potter books. We're know? we're being much cultured than this, much more cultured than this. So uh, I don't know what I did with my beard. You mind if I grab another one? Eli, replacement. Yes. Can question. you grab me one <laughs> and make sure that there's another one left over after that? that? I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> this fucking guy. But it 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 does blow my mind to know like kind curious people you know because i mean one piece of advice that someone gave me one time i forget who it was but i think it was uh i don't know doesn't matter but just like surround yourself with good people and the rest will like take care of itself as far as just like general life advice and that's been probably like one of the only like useful piece of <laughs> you know cliche information that i really cling to you know and it's almost the most important thing 
to cling yeah. to. I mean, you surround yourself with shitty people, or you're going to be in a shitty environment. Yeah. Let's not <laughs> do that. I mean, look at, look at, I, well, you can't really see because Mackin hasn't quite gotten on the live video stream yet. <laughs> but if you're on a live video stream, like, calling me out. This place is pretty fucking sweet that I live in, man. This is fucking I got rad. Christmas lights inside. Christmas we got, lights. Like, there's tons of wood. There's posters. There's, there's like posters, more there's instruments guitars. than anyone knows what to do with. Yeah, you know? this is the ideal like lofty type writing so, tunes. So lofty, so lofty, <laughs> so lofty, bro. So lofty, my <laughs> my loft has been really lofty. The yeah, there's a banjo and a beer sign, and I mean, this is you want you want to write songs up in here. Yeah, banjos and beer signs, bro. That's the name of the first album. It's Let's kind, do it. It's kind of kind of what I write about strictly is like you know <laughs> different kinds of beers and like you know banjos and my cat. Right. <laughs> I don't Beer know. Cats. <laughs> Bourbon. Bourbon. Beats. Books. Dogs. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. You seen that episode of The Office? No. Oh, look at me. <laughs> no. Pulling the culture trump card on you now. There's Eat Beats. <laughs> There's Eat Beats. Were you doing Dwight? Because <laughs> it looked like it. He's doing Jim doing Dwight. There's uh, a, that's some meta shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> it was the perfect crime. Yeah character within a character no but like um it's just cool to know kind and curious people like y'all selves you know that are that are into shit well, <laughs> you know and making stuff happen as opposed to being like man everything sucks why does it suck you know why is nothing cool happening fucking hate my dad fucking yeah pizza and i hate stuff. my dad i hate my generation yeah <laughs> it's just like dude millennials yeah it's like shut up and make stuff if you're if you think shut stuff is lame Hey, for real though, look at go to yeah. your studio and make stuff, man. <laughs> oh shit, that's literally on a poster, <laughs> yeah. right before my eyes. Yeah, that's the truth, though. You know, there's a lot of. I feel like it's a very common thing for people. At least when I was growing up and stuff. Like now that I'm done growing up, I can reflect on it. You got a, you got, you got no. a lot. You got a lot to I'm, come there, bud. I was <laughs> being sarcastic. Um, no, Mackin's done. No, he's I'm literally done. not. He's no, he's not getting any taller either. Yeah, I finished a couple days ago. It <laughs> feels really nice to like, <laughs> you know, be done learning, yeah. and now I'm just teaching everyone that I meet. <laughs> yeah, for stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just this, this well of wisdom. Man. Yeah, that is the the well of wisdom that is. Yeah, Mackin. You're welcome, guys. You're you're very much welcome. Oh my god, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, um, I forgot what my point was, but I mean. I don't know. That's why I like talking to people. Your point was people. and learning yeah. stuff. Well, your your point was you're done learning. Right. You're just gonna I've teach. That's what this podcast is about. Yeah. You're starting a cult. Honestly, reaching enlightenment is like stressful because now I have this burden <laughs> upon me <laughs> yeah. to let everyone else know what the deal is. <laughs> well, Peter Parker's grandpa once told him, <laughs> his uncle. It was Uncle. uncle. Ben. You're right. Uh, it's Uncle Ben. Uncle, uncle ben. ben. Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. So, you know, you're smart <laughs> as shit. Be responsible about it, bro. <laughs> no, man, I'm just hacking it like everybody else. But it's just, I don't know. That's why I like talking to people. And with uh, great bass cabs comes another fucking P bass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, with great fucking bass cabs comes fucking back problems is the truth. <laughs> like, I hate when, like, vo- uh, like, vocalists will just show up to a gig and just be like, I'm here. And I'm just like, you know, I have a fucking, like, two guitars, a bass cab, and, like, just walk the entire PA. 423 flights yeah. of stairs. <laughs> Dude, that is, that's kind of like, that's kind of like a music school thing, though, right? Like, because we, do you know anybody that's strictly a vocalist around here? 
If I did, I slap. I slap. Him. <laughs> yeah, slap him. You hand him a guitar. Not, not to like, offend anyone, because I'm sure there's at least one person that's listening that's going to consider themselves a solo vocalist. Well, you know, I mean, like, yeah. there's like there's it's like vocalists who like you know school. uses like their body as an instrument, and there's like like I'm a f- and then there's and then there's and then there's assholes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then there's asshole. There's like because I mean like you remember this one show with the Bluffs? Nate just uh, put his guitar down and started singing. He was holding his you know his uh, whiskey and ginger, and he's holding the microphone and singing. And he's like, that actually felt really good. I'd I'd never done that before. Yeah, it felt really good. I was like, he's like, oh, I think I'm gonna try that out more often. I don't know. Is that weird? I was like. No, it was it was so cool though. It was like <laughs> this is this is rad because well, he's just up there, you know, doing his thing. And that did, was during you know. the Nielsen show, wasn't it? Uh, I think everybody was covering yeah. Harry, Harry Nielsen, so no, everybody. It was David Bowie. Ooh. Oh, was it David it was Bowie? When we did the the Bowie cover show. Oh, okay. That's and right. uh, it was like it's What'd like you guys that, do? that was being a vocalist. That wasn't just being an <laughs> asshole. Like fucking, I have the nicest, you know. You know, sequin pants yeah. on right now. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, just, I feel like they get a bad rep. Vocalists get a bad rep. It's just because it's cheesy, right? Well, it's, if it's done wrong. Well, I'm I'm kind of I like I struggle between that because my guitar playing is so fucking barbaric Me at some too. point. <laughs> like it's just so barbaric. I'm just like obviously I want to like sing, but I'm like torn because I'm like nah. I'm like. I'm a songwriter and I'm authentic. I'm gonna fucking play these chords that I wrote. Like, no, like, I'm, I'm gonna fine. do this. I'm doing fine. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I know. And <laughs> at some point, fine. like, I really wouldn't ha- rather have it any other way. You know, I I want to be playing the guitar and singing at the yeah. same time. That's that's part of the natural extension of your voice. You know? Yeah, yeah. But you know, at the same time, it would be nice just to like only have to focus on my voice because my my voice is just slightly better than my guitar playing. I'd like to think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so but uh that's like in the way that in certain ways like taco bell's slightly better than del taco you know Ooh, <laughs> totally those are fighting words dude that's a great uh, analogy man i'm fired i would I'm have to <laughs> say I, I disagree but that's only because and i i've i've thought about this a lot but i think it's because I, I prefer chicken to beef you know and there's not a lot of chicken things at taco bell there's more chicken things at del taco you're right, man. I mean, you say Those that, are but fighting it, words. every time I go to Taco Bell, man, I I, I get the uh, I get the shit, sh- you no, get the runs. Well, that too, but I get the shredded chicken burrito. Oh, so I oh, mean, really? like they got good enough chicken, you know. You know what they did just recently do though is they they got rid of verde. How the hell do you get rid of just the green sauce and keep four other variations of the red sauce? Is that what happened? Those fucking assholes. This sounds like, a, this sounds like, like something political. This, it sounds like corporate. Assholes, Trump's probably behind it, huh? Yeah, I was gonna Who are you say, guys are voting for? Let's get Bernie into politics. Right <laughs> Let's get Bur- into politics. I, if Bernie brings back Verde, dude, <laughs> dude I'm gonna bring back Verde for the top five percent. Honestly, like I, I wasn't even registered to vote. I voted yes, or I, I voted yesterday. I registered to vote yesterday, nice. and and now you know if like Bernie makes like this really compelling speech about how he's gonna bring Verde back for Taco Bell, like. I'll be on his side 100%. Dude, like, as know, of right now, I think I'm not going to vote at all. But, but, you know, you know <laughs> college, like, like tuition. But too long. But too long. Like tuition paid verde here. You can't go wrong with a president Boom. like that. Dude, I would trade Very in true. some college educations for some verde. It has been too long that our country has been divided <laughs> by Taco Bell fans and Del Taco fans. It is time that we unite under our, our, our passion for cheap Mexican food and our love for full meals under $4. 
<laughs> that's how that's how you get us on your side. He's all hitting the Hispanic market because Trump like <laughs> discounted yeah, he's them. Just all about talk. He's Did you guys see the Facebook post where he tried to like get like? Because obviously you just like called Mexicans all Mexicans rapists and just shit on them and they were they were like on Cinco de Mayo it was like he was eating a taco was it bowl. The, it was the meme and then, about like, the, the taco one bowl. Fucking, like article of Mexican <laughs> food that Trump eats has a wall around it. <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's fucking hilarious. Bowl. It was a taco bowl, and it was like, of course. Oh, well, yeah. that, that well his caption funny. was like, I love Hispanics. Taco bowls are great. <laughs> it's just Trump like, Towers has the best. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, Trump yeah, Towers that's exactly. has the best taco bowls. No, but somebody like said something there. Like, that's fucking know, hilarious. Tweet, I, don't, I don't know how Twitter works or what, right. Twitter, what a Twitter. You should probably figure it Twitter out, bro. You're a musician <laughs> in the modern age, man. Isn't it important somebody, to you? Somebody, uh, <laughs> Isn't it important to you? Somebody, quote, tweeted, unquote. Um, you know, of course, you know, the one thing he eats that's, you know, Mexican food is, has, has a fucking wall around it. And I just that's appreciated hilarious. that. I didn't even laugh. I like felt that feeling like when, yeah. you, laugh, when you really enjoy something and you laugh. Right. You know, you're like wholehearted, but I didn't even laugh. I just like looked at it, read it, and it just made me feel good that someone said that. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite comments on that picture was that like someone made an, just an analogy for black people, just like like if as if he were just like eating fried chicken, just like fried chicken's great. Trump Towers makes the best. I love black people. Exactly, <laughs> like, it's just so sideways. Shit. Like what the fuck are you even saying, dude? And the and the and, the, and that little quirky little nah, he almost looks uh, like kinda. It looks like he's shrugging his shoulders, <laughs> putting his arms up in a motion that says "fuck kinda." Like, yeah. I, I love. I guess I love Mexican food. <laughs> Stick the fucking picture. I'm not eating this shit. Where's my, you know, where's my veal? Like, it's, it's, it's Trump. It's like, yeah. He's like, Ooh. man, politics isn't really something I've, I've like talked about on this podcast. Mainly because like I mainly because it sucks. It, no, right? It sucks. But it's so I, much fun to make fun of Donald Trump because the guy has been politics. an idiot for a solid two decades. Oh yeah. And but it's scary how how far it's getting him. <laughs> I know he's getting up there. It? It's been a, it's it's you know funny games until you know he's the president. I mean honestly, everybody's like, oh you know like everybody worry, worries about you know like you know like all the uh, electoral shit. It's like I'm gonna do, we're all gonna do the same shit, right? The day to day probably won't like, change. The regardless, day to day is not gonna change. Like maybe Trump will get us blown us like blown up but like that would be like so ironic like oh this is how the world ends I knew Trump was the end of the world the but antigrist. if he doesn't it's like ah, I fucking guess you know he's right. he's got four years how to, much influence does the president really have at the end of the day yeah um, I mean he's been like the same members of, you know like, like in Congress for like what what is it like like there's some people who've been there I for like know. fucking 40 years yeah like <laughs> I'm not worried about Trump. I'm worried about that dude who's been in that chair for half more than half of his life. Yeah, know? it seems that the legislative branch like affects more change. But I, <coughs> I had a girlfriend that recently that I broke up with. Um, that uh, we went our separate ways, but um, would just give me shit for like not having political opinions. And like every every couple of years, I'm like, oh, I should get informed. And then I try to get informed, and then I just get really depressed because like n there's no unbiased opinions out there, and it just the whole thing like really just bums me out you know <laughs> and i and i so i tend not to get invested because this the arguments get so divisive and people get so like offended and and it's just uh 
I don't know. The whole thing seems like you know just lesser of two evils on so many levels, and just like it's the uh, you were talking about Trey P- Trey Parker and Matt Stone earlier. Yeah, like, like just a couple minutes, dude. It's it's the shits. It's the giant douche or the shit sandwich. Yeah, the giant douche or the shit sandwich. And there's part of me that's like, Im- like, is it is it? Am I really reducing it to that? I, like I know it's more complicated than that. But then there's part of me that's like, no, that's what it is. <laughs> like that's all the fuck it is. You know, you know? Like, I hate to like you know reverting back to being in yeah. you know second grade, but that's that's what it is. Sometimes I mean yeah. When, I mean honestly, like when there's like opinions you don't agree with equally on both sides, and that's the problem with this, with the separation of. Of, of Democrat and Republican, you're yeah. going to be on one extreme or the other, and I mean that that it's in a, itself bums it's me a, out. It's a turd sandwich or a giant douche. It's like I don't, yeah, I don't want either one of those things ever. But the idea of party politics in general and just having like a two party system just seems like so. It's just fucking funny how dumb, it works. Yeah. and it's 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 you know people tend to like align themselves like blindly, just like with. The right side or the left side, and it's just like, man, these sides are pretty similar, and this whole thing is making me depressed. Like, well, you, well, you, you, you know what we used to say, right? What did you used to say, Eli? Do it for the kids, Pierce. <laughs> do it for the kids. Yeah, Maybe do it for yeah. Kids. We should always have the kids in mind. Always. We have. should save the kids from the stupid fucking political conversation we're having. Right? <laughs> I Let's talk about this party system conversation. Me too. This I, is the part I that I skip in the podcast. Honestly, me too. I, just I, being. I, Honest, <laughs> like I hate the. Me too, and that's smart. why that's why I don't talk about it. And I apologize for bumming everyone out that's they'll, listening. They'll to just it. keep on hitting the next fifteen second. You know, like hit that four the, times. That fifteen. <laughs> I, I'm, I know I'm telling you at the island. end of the rant. You can I just make told it you at the island, beginning, right? Just we just give them. We just make an island. I don't know how. For who? You just who do are we making? Make an island for kids? Is that what we're talking about? Like the Tesla coil existed. We can make an island. We make an island. Okay. Loaded up with Lunchables. Put a bunch of kids on an island and watch how well they do just getting along with each other and sharing Lunchables. We should see what... And then we learn from that. We should, Lunchable man. Island. Lunchable Island. Wow. Lunchabilia. We should see if they somehow create their own two-party political system by themselves without even, like, informing them on the rules. Yeah. You know? Just, like, give them Lunchables and give them the island and themselves and see how that works out. The best part is that like all these you know how lunch bowls were like a treat you got it literally for lunch but when you got home you weren't allowed to have any lunch bowls cuz you, your parents were saving Cause them. Cuz you eat all of them? Day. You just eat when all of them. When you got yeah, yeah cuz they're so small and they're so no, much fun. They'd run out of lunch bowls <laughs> in 2 hours and then they'd all cry and pull each other's hair till someone showed up to you know like yeah. Uh, like you know, mediate the situation. Like, like Bernie. I think that would be like the fastest Bernie. war that ever ensued. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie, can you feel the burn? All right, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to you on these um, okay. on this album conversation that you were asking me about. What have I been listening to? Yeah, I've been listening to. Well, I, I do a lot of Spotify listening when I'm not listening to my vinyls, like because Spotify is just so easy. Oh, and great. I just sprung for the unlimited data on my Sprint plan. So Ooh. it's like Spotify is just like, you know, I'm listening to everything and like high HQ, you know, high quality. Yeah. Like 1080p or whatever the comparable <laughs> amount is, you know, for audio. Yeah. And, uh, right. but a- anyways, when I'm not listening to vinyl, I listen to Spotify. And the four things that I've been just playing nonstop on Spotify is this compilation album by Willie Nelson called The Early Years that's just absolutely ridiculously good. I didn't 
I, I didn't realize that Willie Nelson might be my favorite artist. You know, I've I've always claimed Neil Young, and I think you know I'm still going to, but I don't know Willie Nelson. His old stuff is just amazing. He was the country crooner. I mean, he I didn't realize that he is the Ray Charles of country, and I love Ray Charles and I love country. And then I found out about Willie Nelson and all these old songs like Nightlife, Wake Me When It's Over, Hello Walls, and all these songs are so like beautifully put together. And I've been listening to them, and just. I don't know much about music theory, so I haven't necessarily been, like, learning them by, like, playing them, but they have just been, like, making such an impact on my songwriting. I can tell because uh, I'm definitely. listening to my songs, and I'm just like, wow, yeah. those are good. So the Willie Nelson um, compilation, uh, the early years, is just, like I said, it's off the hook. I just listened to every single song on that album. There's, like, 45 of them or something like that. And then uh, Sweetheart uh, of the Radio by The Birds is just absolutely crazy good. I've been really, really? into Graham Parsons. Yeah, yeah, Graham Parsons is the best. My roommate Rory kind of turned me on to Graham Parsons. Right, Rory? He's the dude. Right, Rory? Graham Parsons? Yeah, you could hear that. (laughs) It picked it up on the mic. Is there anything else you want to say? Be immortalized real quick, Rory? Rory? You you love him again? (laughs) I love him like four times a day. Oh, dude, nice. I've, I've loved some people more times a day. Oh, yeah, bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, Graham Parsons. So the the Birds, Sweetheart of the Radio, and then um, the Flying Burrito Brothers have been amazing. And then my little cousin, who's a junior in high school, she sent me a screenshot of an artist named Melanie. Have you ever heard of Melanie? She, I rode my bicycle by your window last night. I think she might be. She she has another I one that's like, I got a brand new pair of skates. Yeah, you, you got, got a brand, brand new key. Yeah, that's that song. Dude, so good. God, that song's fucking that amazing. That girl's awesome. I don't know any of other other stuff. Is she She, she has another song like they... they they ruined my song, Ma, or something like that. It's oh, really? so good. It's so good. Dude, I saw this random like roller skate video where there was like these roller skaters skating around this uh <laughs> blading around this like abandoned water park and someone mm-hmm. took that song by Melanie and like put this hip hop beat under it. And and like that's the, that's how I first heard that song and I was like, "Whoa. That's crazy." You know. Can I hear you guys play some of y'all's tunes? Yes. Definitely. Keaton, oh Keaton, your heart's been cheating on you. Bogota, Columbia, the pies, Bolivia, Peru. When I first saw you.
Fine. I was facing that way, so it might have worked. Does it sound okay? You're the only one wearing headphones. Oh, it's not a righteous. <laughs> Alright, cool. I like that word. Nice. <laughs> what up, dude? You like when I get you to do the tip, man? Uh, no, dude, I'm not a hard man anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you like fucking a play a song. I should just do the gallery, huh? Gallery, man. <laughs> I haven't heard. Uh, Pierce keeps talking about. Uh, uh,
time like mad pee pee time almost almost peed during that <laughs> yeah that song sucks either i don't fucking hate this song dude i should probably put a shirt on